Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I don't like blood and guts But I love them when they're lengthily discussed Cause nothing's more relaxing Than the cries of death and love So spend a ten Welcome to this, the final episode just of this season of With Gorley and Rust. Hi, everybody. This is Paul. And Paul this Rust. is Matt. Matt Gorley. We are the the Gorleys and the Rusts. The titulars. Of the show. Yes, yes. Yeah. And speaking of titular, the titular <sighs> cruelest of the Jaws. Oh, my God. So, I, I have a question out of the bat. Yeah. Does cruel Jaws mean like... That shark has a cruel set of jaws, like specifically referring to like the mandible and the maxible, or is that's definitely a jaws, but of the jaws is this shark is the cruelest jaws. Oh, okay. I'll add a third third question. Oh my God. Because I thought this was, you're going to ask, or is it saying this is like the movie Jaws, but we're going to be cruel to you while you watch it. You're not going to get any of the goods of the Jaws movie. This is a cruel version of Jaws. I don't think it's that. No, you may be right. <laughs> I, I uh, Wait, but now that actually adds a fourth. Ooh, yes. Because, okay, so you've got- The fourth it, protocol. The fourth protocol starring Pierce Brosnan and Michael Caine, I believe. Uh, solid movie, strangely enough. Yeah, all Watched right. Watched not yeah. too long ago. Uh, so we're here to talk about the fourth protocol. <laughs> Cruel protocol. Okay, you've got, are his two jawbone floating shark jaws cruel? Is this shark named jaws or of the jaws category a cruel- Shark, Shark, Jaws. Is this Jaws movie cruel because the filmmakers have been cruel to us by making this movie? Uh-huh. Or is this Jaws mo- movie cruel? I thought I had a fourth. Was there not a fourth? Maybe that's not a No, I think enough. there's a fourth. Let's hear it. I don't know what because, it is. Uh, I've already uh, forgotten it. Um, <laughs> is it... Um, uh, is it a backdoor... Um, spinoff of uh, James Bond, and there's actually if oh you look, my God. the character Jaws for the James Bond movie. I think he's in the background of most of the shots. It would make sense that they call him Cool Jaws because he becomes friendly in 
in Moonraker. Yeah, do do that does the James Bond franchise leave off Jaws as a good man? Is that is yes. that the, the final moment? The way it ends, he was a good man and he finds his love. And that's the famous Mandela effect scene with the oh, braces and yes. yeah. Speaking of braces and just um because you mentioned the little um the the gums that come the jaws that come out of the shark's mouth. We've the, talked about it before. The floating jaws. The floating the jaws. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. That's a better title than Cruel Jaws. Floating so. Jaws. <laughs> uh, I, I, this time around, even though I've, we've seen the floating jaws in, in other movies. Hey, Shark Weeks taught us about the floating jaws. Right. This has been an educational yes. uh, podcast this whole yeah. time. Uh, uh, I did think this, some of the footage of the, the, the floating jaws, it had sort of um, like a butthead of Beavis and butthead sort of quality. Like that kind of like... Oh, thick gum oh, line, exposed yes. gum line. I like wanted jaws with like braces on. Yeah, so I know to what bring you it mean. back to the jaws, braces of it all. Yeah, yeah, you think of a shark like this as all teeth, but really what they are is all gums. Yes, those were like, I mean, that looked like maybe five or six inches of gum line from tooth to lip to shark lip. Oh my god, that uh, they should call it gums. From gums. the beginning, they should have called all these movies <laughs> Cruel. gums. Gums. <laughs> well, listeners, god damn it. Yeah. This is the show where we discuss <laughs> horror movies uh, for the most part. These shark movies have been uh, testing that. But I think it's probably fair to say in our next, when we return, we'll get back to some straight up horror, I would imagine. Yeah, some straight horror. Yes, horror. This is where we talk at length. Uh, it's an easy listening podcast. Mm -hmm. We have a Patreon. If you look in the show notes, you can get our merch or the Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust and get feature length commentaries, mailbag episodes during this next hiatus. We're going to do a cozy awards in Ooh. in lieu of the commentary after Halloween too, but we already now know it's looking like the next commentary after that will be Return of the Living Dead yes. as voted on by the Patreon subscribers, the trustees. I was so jazzed that that got voted in. I, I didn't think it would, it, it was a blue ribbon winner when I saw it on. I mean, I, I think the movie is a blue ribbon winner. Uh, I've seen it. Man, in high school, Gourley, that was a perennial rental. I'm my afraid to I. say I don't know that I've ever seen it. Oh, it's really good. Dan O'Bannon yeah. uh, wrote and directed it and stuff. So he's he's good, right, from the Alien movie? Yeah. <laughs> zombie movies are a real gap in my... Oh. Uh, this is you, considered a zombie movie, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Do you not... Oh, you don't like zombie no, movies? No, it's not that. For just for some reason, like, I just... They've just somehow passed me by, I think. When you say um, it's... A, it's a gap movie. That means zombies. You used to see them in crisp khakis and crisp well, white shirts. When trees. I used to work at the Gap in the early nineties, did you work at a Gap? I sure did. Gordon, so you learned the, the Gap fold? How to like fold the jeans? I, I my did. sister was like, "This is how people do it." That's how I learned to fold my jeans. She well, was like, "I have a friend who works at Gap," and she told me this, and I was did, like, I "You know, we it. had these little plexiglass boards with handles that you were supposed to fold them around, like little templates, and there were Ooh. two sizes for like the t-shirts and then for like the button-ups, and there was also Gap Act. Greet, add-on, product information. Oh wait, uh. Greet, approach, product information, add on, close the sale, and thank you. That what that spells more than gap? What, what gap is it? act. Gap act. <laughs> Guys, come on. I was the worst gap employee. I would walk from front to back during Christmas and and continue and repeat so that anytime a manager would go, Matt, could you I'd be like, sorry, I'm helping a customer, and I just just wouldn't Perfect. do it. I was awful. Uh how many is that 
I don't think I ever, I helped my dad out. At, he owned a um, you know a small business that sold Western apparel and he oh, repaired right. shoes and boots and that's stuff. That's amazing. So it was half retail, half shoe repair. And I would help him sometimes days. But the, I think that's the closest I've ever gotten to retail. Oh, really? I guess yeah. I did a fair amount because I also worked in my parents owned a Conroy's Flowers for a long time. And oh. I delivered flowers. I Oh my gosh. made arrangements. I did everything there. Yeah. Gorley, did you ever have like a um, Patrick Dempsey lover boy experience? You know, he's a pizza boy who, who oh. I would just think, no, because if you're delivering flowers from somebody's lover, yeah, they're not going to go, hey, do you want to roll in the hay right now, Mr. Gorley? They're going to uh, go, oh, I just got flowers from my future husband. Yeah, probably unless it's a weird stalker or she's getting or he's getting flowers for, say, a funeral. <laughs> That's true. Did that ever happen? You ever have I'm to sure. roll up to a funeral home? Oh, I'm sh- yeah. I would did deliver to funeral homes quite a bit. Wow, funeral um, um, flower uh, shops are a little bit like the um, like a hospital. It's you you hold people's despair and their joy yeah. in the same day. There's a lot going on. There's Ooh. condolences. There's sympathies. There's apologies. There's oh my gosh. burgeoning oh. love affairs. What emotion is not covered by a flower? I feel like all of them can either enhance or condemn the the emotion. You don't give someone flowers for (laughs) fear. Unless you're a stalker and it's inadvertent, but (laughs) flowers can evoke fear. You can inadvertently strike fear into somebody's heart with with a a single rose and a a note attached that says, I see you. (laughs) Boredom? Ennui? Yeah, ennui is not a... No. Flowers take away ennui. Fear from sharks? Yeah, was there a sh- were there any flowers given in any of these shark movies? How were, unromantic were these shark movies? Were there any watched? shits given for nine out of ten of these? <laughs> I mean, movies? I gotta say, the book ends of these two shark movies that I we know. watched is hilarious. I mean, we I think the last one we talked about how like this might be. I mean, Alien is a is a masterpiece, and we love the first Halloween. Yeah, but at least with the first Halloween, it in itself is low budget. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like, it doesn't strike you like a masterpiece like Alien or Jaws does. Is that correct? I agree. Yeah. But so it's been a lot of disparity from the first Jaws we watched to all the other subsequent movies, but there is no bigger disparity between Jaws and Cruel Jaws. And if I can say one more thing, it's that (laughs) it is so funny. When we watch Jaws, we go, oh my God, it sounds like that was the hardest production in the history of movies ever. And it was hard for the guy who maybe arguably is the best at making movies. Yeah. Even this guy had a hard time. So what the, the hell did they think with Cruel Jaws? These people are all incompetent and it's a low budget. They thought they were going to be able to But don't you think funny. they had a breeze? Because they literally did no shooting with... Any kind of animatronic shark because they just, that's all the borrowed footage. Yeah, I guess if you're borrowing everything, maybe it's pretty easy to. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know. Oh my God, that's a good question. Well, what's the equivalent? Because it's sort of like if one of the greatest mountain climbers struggled climbing Everest, yeah. but he did it. And then, like, <laughs> some guy who's never climbed a mountain just walks up a, a park hill like a hill in a park a yeah but then he uses the equipment yes. from the last yes. uh, mountain yeah. climbing and <laughs> like is able to get to the top of this small hill 
<laughs> using footage of Jaws blowing up. <laughs> or he has him as a guide. There uh, were some underwater shots that I thought, oh, I guess they had to have money for underwater cameras. I guess, but even that, I felt like when, who was it that gets, oh, the sheriff gets killed? <laughs> Uh, they're clearly matching his wardrobe in that to whatever footage they're using of that guy getting killed. So I feel like they pulled that from, I know my friend Jay Cheel, who's a listener of the show and a great filmmaker. Yeah. He heads up to me that a lot of the footage comes from this um, Italian shark movie. Hold on. Let me look it up. And I'm wondering Wait, if the, they, la- uh, the last shark, is that what it's from? Uh, let me see. Cause I, I think originally went into this thinking this was the last shark. This Vic Morrow movie that oh. Universal successfully pulled from theaters because um, it, the, a, a judge was like, this is too close to Jaws. Too close. No, um, this one was called Deep Blood. Deep Blood. So it seems, <laughs> it seems like these filmmakers wrote around what footage they knew they could Steel? Okay, so that totally explains why that cop, that sheriff shows up in a helicopter wearing a suit. A suit and tie. A suit and tie. Yeah, that's 100%. It's got to be. Oh my God, that is so funny. And that shirt, by the way, I'll say is very similar in pattern to the raincoat that Richard Harris made out of the bed sheets that we talked about on the Orca episode. Oh, really? Yes. Do you think he... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe this woman uh, talks a good game, but gets along with all our actors. Before we even begin, I would say too, on uh, during this hiatus, we have already planned we're going to drop a full length episode, just a regular episode yeah. on a one off film. We won't say what it is. You could probably figure it out from last episode. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of winking in the last episode, and that'll be just for Patreon subscribers. Yeah. So um, something to tide you through to the next next series. We haven't talked about what the next series will be, but it we- will. Get at you soon with that. And but isn't it exciting, Gorley, to imagine that the next series we do, there's going to be a little Gorley running around? Running. I she's predict gonna, it. She's already going to be running. coming out running. She's going to be a little <laughs> chest burster and just scoot along. <laughs> um, but uh, it's very cool. I mean, in a way, isn't it nice that these podcasts, we're going to... There's going to be a time where it's just a given reality that there's a cute little gorly kid running around. Just to, but just to, to listen I, back to these and be like, there was even a time I don't I even know. remember that. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were doing, I don't remember which commentary and your daughter banged in the door and just came in to say hi. It was the most adorable thing. It's probably one of my favorite moments podcasting. Yeah, that was, uh, and it was funny because I think, uh, Something scary had just happened on screen. So yeah. it was a, a, That's yeah, right. a near miss. Uh, <laughs> but um, that reminds me, actually, uh, we were talking once um, uh, recently, a couple months ago. Um, my daughter knows I like Jason and Jason movies and Friday the 13th. And she was asking, she finally asked, she's three now. When can I oh, watch wow. one? Because oh, wow. <laughs> I was saying it's for grownups. Kids can't watch it. And she's like, well, what age can I watch it? And I heard, I knew Leslie was in the other room listening. And so I thought, eh, what's an age? I'll just say one. In my mind, I thought like, well, I, I, I was eight or nine when I saw it. So maybe 10 or 11 for her. Yeah. And uh, I said 14. <laughs> and Leslie went, 
no, 10. <laughs> the other room, so. She's like, I want to watch these with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and seems I about think, right. I think 10 is all right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, is that you're what, in fourth grade when you're 10? Yeah. And I saw my yeah. first, I think I saw my first uh, 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 Friday 13th Part 8, Jason Dick's Manhattan between uh, when I was uh, third and fourth grade. Yeah, I think yeah. that was around the time that I started to like to watch them. As yeah. opposed to be afraid of them. But I'm, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, maybe it's better to watch like the USA Network edited version. Yeah. Because then you still get a little scared, but you don't have to see the intense yeah. gore. The, you, uh, you get commercial breaks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know how like kids love to rebel against their parents? Yeah. She's probably like, ugh. I don't want to watch one of your horror movies. Let's watch a Merchant Ivory film. Uh, <laughs> well, wait till you're 12 for that. <laughs> wait for, uh, uh, with in Merchant and Ivory, we trust. With <laughs> Groovy and... <laughs> in Merchant and Ivory, we trust. With Gervery and Russ. Guyvery. Gervery and Guyvery. With Russ <laughs> and Russ. <laughs> What if your daughter rebels by watching them now and she gets a little like, Ooh. figures out an iPhone and you start yeah. getting like iTunes receipts for for rented Friday the 13th and you're just going to think you or Leslie rented it. Yeah, it'll be like, I guess I must have watched that at some yeah. point. And then one night we'll wake up and our daughter will walk into our room wearing a hockey mask and wielding oh a knife. And we're like, oh, this is what we get. Oh my God. This is what That'd happens. so scary. Yeah. Well, at least it's a good scary movie though. Yeah. It'd be bad if she was, you know, emulating Cruel Jaws or yeah. the Rob Zombie Halloween. What if that was her first question? Like, when, when do I get to see Cruel Jaws? <laughs> Every kid's first question is always, not maybe not their first word or first full sentence, but their first question is usually, when could I watch Cruel Jaws? Do you think the title comes, I know this about the movie, there isn't a ton on, I only looked at IMDb, I'm sure there's more research I could have done, but... Apparently, the director, who's Italian, had to have a translator because he didn't speak English to all the Floridian non-union local actors. Mm. So did he name this movie? And that's some translation of just like like the most vicious shark or, you know, yeah. the deadliest shark comes or, out to be cruel jaws, you know? <laughs> jaws of cruelty. Yeah, yeah. Because like, mm, cruel jaws, it's not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't look at the rest of his movies but this definitely had like um yeah whatever the spaghetti western vibes yeah. of like the kind of uh it's a an american made genre that kind of goes through some weird mistranslation <laughs> that's for sure and lots and lots and i love them don't get me wrong and by 1994 or 95 when this movie was made i think they were entirely like phased out but the fact that they're still using like zoom in close-ups and zooming out i love it it's yeah. like really all 70s out that but. was very spaghetti western it was so weird to see a spaghetti western shot in the states in florida yeah and yeah 90s or it's so funny um you know like i i think people have said this before that like a decade doesn't really become the decade until like four years in yeah. or if I, like if this was filmed in 93 94 uh it still looks like it's 88 I or know. 89. There was a real crossover element where the girls kind of looked 90s and, and Billy, but then that whole hodgepodge family that I couldn't quite figure out that runs that theme park aquarium, 
I could not wrap my head around who was what. I mean, I think I finally did, but because the casting is so yeah, blonde versus brunette, but they're mixed within the families, but it's not even like that guy's so the Hulk Hogan looking guy yeah, was so blonde and his <laughs> son was so like olive toned and, you know, like kind of Mediterranean looking. And yeah. it just made me think what's going on. He here? had that sort of James Franco looking son. Yeah. And then he had the, yeah, the uh, uh, Billy son. And then, yeah, he was just straight up Hulk Hogan, man. And they were like all had Swedish last names. I looked this up on it was. I looked up each individual actor's filmography because I wanted to see if they were in any other movies. No, but it's none of them. at most one other I know. movie. Every and, time you'd click on one, it would just show Cruel Jaws, Cruel Jaws, Cruel Jaws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most known for Cruel Jaws and that only. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I would think even if it wasn't um, if it was a, an American director and there wasn't a translator. I, I I don't know if any uh, uh, anything was Stanley lost. Kubrick could have directed this movie. And I don't think the actors would have no. gotten it, the yeah. performers would have gotten into it. I don't think we've lost. There wasn't a version of this that where the direct that same director spoke English that we got a better right. version. That's what for I'm sure. Yes, yes, for yes. one thing, the use of the of the same phrase i think three times at least of oh I'm, territoriality no oh i didn't catch that if my theory of territoriality is correct <laughs> he said that literally three times and twice one uh two times in one scene Jesus. if my theory of territoriality is which is a hooper hooper has the oh, uh, that he's like if my theory of territoriality is correct he says something like that well, there's definitely the, the hooper analog and the brody with the sheriff and billy is the like shark scientist and i don't know if there's quite a quint in this other than the hulk hogan guy but they don't really use him that much yeah there's not much of a uh, a quint the thing that i was talking about is they use some version of the phrase, I'm going to rip his balls off. Oh, like at least three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I think one time too, there's a chanting of uh, dick brain, dick yes. brain, dick <laughs> brain. <laughs> I, I, you know, when a movie is this like low budget, like room, the room level, yeah, like um, uh, just amateurishness, yeah, uh, it's. There's so many things to love. There's so many like weird things to like pinpoint and think are like funny and weird. But same with like Ed Wood movies. I think my favorite thing might be like the dialogue. They have their written. own vernacular, like yeah. own lexicon almost. Yeah. And they're like usually like sub second grade yeah. like written. Yeah. And then people, the performances then match the bizarreness because it's people who who aren't acting like humans, also not talking like humans. So you get some, I wrote down some of my favorite lines. Oh, and good. I was like, I, I do think, you know, as a writer, Gorley, I think that might be my favorite thing about the low budget <laughs> movie is some of the great just lines of dialogue that you get from, from a yeah, movie like this. Because these actors don't have the experience or probably the like confidence yet to go, um, not only do I think my character wouldn't talk like this, no human would. Do you mind if I just put my own spin on this to make it human? <laughs> Instead, they're just like, yeah, go for it. Dick brain, yeah, yeah. dick brain. I rip his balls off. Oh, I want to rip his 
balls off. Uh, I mean, that said, I think the Hulk Hogan guy might be one of the better actors. Strangely, yeah. And then the girlfriend of one of his sons, the James Franco's girlfriend, I thought was like a good actress too. Of the, They're the Romeo and Juliet couple yes. that are not allowed to be together because of the feuding families. I wrote Romeo and Juliet yeah. star-crossed lovers as yeah. well. Well, they did nothing with that. <laughs> nothing. I mean, this movie, it takes all the classics. <laughs> you got Jaws, Jaws uh, Romeo and Juliet, and uh, presumably The Godfather. I know, which I, I I read was the mafia mafia subplot from the from the novel book. of Jaws that they kind of like finally put into finally because it wasn't in Jaws. They're like, someone needs to do it and do it right, and that's me. Now, do you think like in Cruel Jaws and the if it had been in the movie Jaws or in the book Jaws, it happened in the last thirty pages? Uh, no. But I do think they would have borrowed that footage as well. <laughs> the lone shark and the shark. <laughs> I watched um, uh, The Graduate uh, again recently uh, over the last few days. And uh, so I got to see another Murray Hamilton uh, performance. And he's so great. Wait, he, who is, he's not the guy that says plastics, is he? No, no. Uh, he's uh, Mr. Robinson. Okay, yeah. Um, I haven't and, seen that since college. Oh, yeah. Well, since you were a graduate. That's right. Yeah. Oh boy, it, what a what a what a picture, yeah. Carly! It's so good, um, and so confident. Like scenes are just like very slow and gradual, oh. but it's funnier that way. So it's really impressive. But um, uh, Murray Hamilton, I noticed when um, in Jaws when he gets um, nervous, like when Hooper's sort of like saying like this isn't the right shark we caught, or when. I think when Brody confronts him and is like, you have to put out a reward to get the shark. Murray Hamilton does this awesome thing. And he did in The Graduate too, when he first comes home and he's like trying to suss out, like, why is Dustin Hoffman here? What is going on here? Why is he with my wife? Uh, he does this amazing like eyelid flutter. Like the oh. Hamilton eye flutter is so good. Oh. And I don't know if it's like Murray Hamilton goes... And I, I could do a great eye flutter. Or is he just like an actor who like, it just happens when he to, hits an yeah. emotional moment, his body reacts and does a thing. Do you mean like, like that yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Kind of like a, he's trying to like oh. figure out like, why would somebody be doing this? Why is this happening right now? And it's like a, a quick little, I wish flutter started with an H so I could say like the Hamilton Hutter. Oh yeah. But it's Hamilton flutter. I mean, that's pretty good. And that sounds like a dance from the twenties. Everybody's doing the Hamilton flutter. <laughs> and you just go on the dance floor and bat your eyes. Yeah. Grab some cream, throw down some butter. <laughs> now you're doing the Hamilton flutter. <laughs> <laughs> butter had just come out in the last year. <laughs> so That's how the butterfly the kiss was invented. <laughs> Cody, your favorite speakeasy. Don't be sick, don't be queasy. Everybody's doing the Hamilton Flutter Butter now at your local five and dime. I love Murray Hamilton. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, him and like Sterling Hayden are two actors oh. that I'm like, I just wish they were like alive forever and I could know. just keep plucking them or putting them in movies. Sterling Hayden, Hayden's amazing. And I, always forget that he's in nine to five as one of his Me too. last roles. Yeah. I'm watching nine to five. I'm enjoying it. And he is a surprise at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Who does he, he plays like a Colonel Sanders type, but what is his? He's uh, the owner of the company, I believe. Ah, yeah. owner of the uh, nine to five company, yeah. not like a client. Yes. Right, I right, think, right. Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, those um, Robert Mitchum, like Sterling Hayden guys, like the yeah. guys who like in the 50s were uh, getting arrested for reefer and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like these are the baddest of the bad yeah. boys. It's not even like they get drunk and drive home. Uh, no, <laughs> reefer. Yeah, that, they're smoking that. And guys, marijuana. I know you've heard of marijuana and grass, but we're talking reefer. Which it leads to madness. He does. From what I've heard. <laughs> what is that line in Back to the Future where he goes, you're reefer addicts? Yeah. Uh, one of Biff's henchmen says to the high school band, look, we don't want to mess with no reefer addicts. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Addicts. But I always heard that as a word I didn't understand. It was all one word. Like, you reefer addict. Yep. Like, like Me too, Gourley. Like, re, re, uh, what's another word that's yeah, similar? Yeah. Like, you're for acting again. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You yeah. reforatic. Yes. Yeah. I totally get you. <laughs> and you know, uh, my band, uh, uh, don't stop or will die is a misheard oh, line from back to the future. Don't stop drive Wilbur. Right. Yeah. Or she says, don't stop Wilbur. Drive. That's right. Yeah. But the fact that it would be such a funny notion to think that she thinks Marty McFly is going to murder them. <laughs> <laughs> so she's saying, don't stop or, or we'll die, die if we do this. <laughs> Now is Townland a misheard? Your band is it no, a misheard? No, it's a Back God. to the Future or Robert Zemeckis movie of some kind. No, mis- it's misquote? just a stupid name that came up almost fifteen years ago. It's just the name of a like district in Ireland. The like the parish districts are called townlands. That's the division oh. of the, like parcels of land. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was like a funny thing of like. You're putting two together two words. That's why I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the redundancy of it. Yeah. And that I was, I think I heard that what that was and went, oh, that's so silly. I I liked that. And then we had a little Townland theme song we used to do. And it was a (laughs) lyrics of all redundancies like that, you know. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, The um, uh, pin number. Yeah, ATM machine. Yeah, yeah. Boy, those go together. I never realized. Yeah, people really weren't uh, figuring out uh, uh, when when those came about. People weren't on top of repeating words because they were '80s bankers and they were high on cocaine and reefer. (laughs) You know, it's funny now that you say the '80s um, because we were talking about the oh, this movie came out in '95, but some people look '80s. Some people look yeah, yeah, right. it did get me thinking. Um, you told me you're reading The Devil's Candy. I am eating it up. It's it the is best, so huh? good. You can't put it down. I, I woke up at 4 a.m. and just read in bed for a while this Oh, morning. my gosh. It's, I love it so much. Every page has a juicy tidbit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so hopefully maybe our, our listeners will, we could have a little book club. Oh, we could do Devil's an episode Candy. on The Devil's yeah. Candy. I am uh, the worst at retaining Memories of books, though. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh, we we have terrible memories in general. Yeah, unless they came from the between the ages of eight and thirteen. Yep, got those locked in. Those are Forever. solid, chipped in granite. Uh, yesterday, I, no. <laughs> but I was listening to the podcast, um, the plot thickens about um, Bonfire of the Vanities, and they were talking about how that the book came out in eighty seven. And when it came out, people saw it as the summation of their times living in the 80s. I'm like, 
that decade knew what yeah. it was, How, man. In 1987, they're already writing novels that like people that's are like, this ballsy. is what the decade is. That's you mean Bonfire the Vanities came out in 87. Yeah. Because when did Devil's the, Candy come out? 91. A year after the movie? Yeah, I okay. think so. And then the movie came out. Christmas, I, I can't wait. Like I love a book like this that is a gift that keeps on giving because after I'm done, I'll watch the movie. Then I'll listen to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. And yes. I think I'll return to that book someday again too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's a nice friend yeah. to come keep coming back to. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you get to watch the movie. I, I think I've never I, seen it. Yeah. I read Devil's Candy first and then watched the movie. Amanda and I started it like a year or two ago yeah. and couldn't get through but it wasn't necessarily it was bad because we went in knowing we were watching a yeah. flop but i don't know why we didn't finish it yeah it's not as bad as um people make it out to be i think it was a little bit people having expectations from the book or something yeah. or, uh but um it, it's not i see there's only like two scenes i won't say what the scenes are but it's just like two scenes that are like abysmal where you're like this is a and it's shitty because it's like selling out. It's trying to be like saccharine. There's two uh, scenes where they try to be like saccharine. This is like when De Palma's at all. really wants to please the mainstream phase after Untouchables. Yes. Yes. He wants and, those hits. And they don't want to... I mean, it's so funny because uh, they just had to like wait a year or two. And I think the culture would have maybe like caught up with it. It's it just like a... Uh, I don't know. It's like a... I feel like people were still living in the 80s and thinking it was cool when Devil's Candy came or when the when the yeah. Bonfire of the Vanities movie oh, came out. And if right. it had been like when Cruel Jaws came out for us, it's like mm-hmm. mid-90s, people would have been like ready to like be like, yeah, let's talk about what assholes we were. Yeah. It was a little too close to, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, and you know, um, Brian De Palma has worked with Pino Dinaggio. I don't think there was a Pino Dinaggio score in Cruel Jaws, was there? No. But there I, was a Star, Star Wars. Wars. Oh my God, twice. Why? And they, in the credits. They used it in the credits too. I got to say, usually I watch the credits. Crazy, I did not like Cruel Jaws. I couldn't wrap my head around. It's the fanfare leading up to the big yeah. like reveal of the Star Wars score. Yeah, I can't do it. But yeah. And then it just goes into something else. And then it's like, yeah, then it twists into something else. I, actually, the, I was just doing Superman there. Common mistake. But did they have an orchestra do that? I mean, I was like, this seems so low budget that they just took that music and then somehow... Spliced it with something else. Yeah, but it seemed pretty seamless to me, so... Yeah, I was just like, oh, they, do they just have a score library of, like, ripoffs? And it's so funny that it's like, yeah, we know it's Star Wars and this is a Jaws movie. Who cares? It's crazy, but they they took pains to do a Jaws like score. There was the Jaws theme, but it was yeah. like slightly different notes. Where I think like legally they could get away with yeah. it. That Star Wars for well, all I could hear was time. note for note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, I wish the the their so it would have fit with the movie more. I wish their Jaws score would have been just like an outright such a ripoff. It could have been like, why I only heard it like there? once or twice and I wanted more of it. And why? Yeah. Why stop there? They're stealing footage. Why not steal me? I mean, they were stealing music. But- yeah. And uh, I mean, so yeah, this is a little bit of the elephant or shark in the room is this recycled footage. Yeah. So the feeling, the thing I got was, it seems like they take the footage, but because they like zoom in on it or something, 
uh, not saying that's legal now. I'm just saying that seems to be their way of trying to hide. Like it would be kind of like, oh yeah, quick cuts up close. Quick cuts up close. Like the one I noticed most was when the maybe the most egregious pull from Jaws is the severed leg, yeah, falling down, yeah, and. I noticed that was like, uh, they like taped it off a TV when it was airing on TNT or something. It was like so bad. Oh my God. And then the big explosion at the end. And then I noticed a lot of- Yeah, because there's a boat in that explosion that isn't there in this movie. It was incredible. (laughs) The amount of footage when it gets used that it doesn't, I mean, obviously it doesn't match with anything else, but there would be times where they're trying to build suspense- and they would show a shark, but you, nobody's in the water, or they're not in the water there. <laughs> it is like so baffling. I mean, baffling is the word for this. They call it a baffling jaws. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we haven't really said general thoughts. I yeah. think my mm-hmm. my biggest regret about this movie is that this is watching it. <laughs> other than watching it. It was the way I watched it. It was that a movie like this, you need to sit down with your buddies and snark your way through it. I was alone. There's no way Amanda was going to want to watch this one with me. And I I just, I'm glad we can talk about it now, but we almost should have done a commentary for this more than a a recap episode. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I I wrote thoughts down, but they're just kind of like, a series of recycling, yes, like therapy. It, it's I'm recycling stuff. Like yeah. I'm like just like I keep saying, just like uh, no suspense. Uh, weird people standing in a line, <laughs> seriously close to each other too. Because yeah. there's that one shot where Ronnie and his dad, the like Murray Hamilton type character. Yeah. It's a slow zoom in. So you can immediately tell because this is a wide shot, but they're so close together in this big room that you're like, oh, this is going to zoom in right to their heads and they have to be in that mark already, as opposed to just moving into that mark as they zoom in. Yeah. So these two men come in and plant like inches from each other. It's so weird. And then it just slowly zooms into you get just their heads in the frame. And they're like almost like it's like the poster to nothing in common with Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason where they're just an inch apart. I was watching Annie, uh, the John Houston musical recently. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was a moment where Annie and the little the girl who's somehow a cuter orphan than Annie, who yeah. she's like taking care of. um uh at the very beginning of the movie and she's got their heads are tight up against each other. And I was like, this is such a funny movie convention. There's no way they're comfortably looking at each other no. right now. All they're seeing is each other's sides of their noses. <laughs> but when it's on camera, you just go like, Oh, these two people are looking at each other. It's yeah. so bizarre. This kind of brings up what I was going to say about movies like cruel jaws. Something like the work they kind of do. That's like interesting is they do sort of reveal how like phony movies are because when they engage in like a plot line and it's so just somebody comes a cop comes to tell somebody that they're getting evicted it's like police do this police come up until you know the like we're going to close your water park and move you out is like one of the oldest oldest stories you could possibly do in a movie but when it happens here you're just like Oh, it's always bullshit. Yeah. And then when they like mess something up or when they, at the end of the movie, when they have them do two, we're going out to the sea adventure. Like that's when they use the Star Wars theme twice. (laughs) 
You just go, well, it's always dumb anytime they do this. People just, just hide doing it, it twice and it's yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same with that. I forget the character's name, but that girl who's just one of the girls of the gang, but she ends up like shifting to the bad side and you don't know why exactly. I guess she kind of likes Ronnie and then ends up with the other guy. But the minute she starts hanging out with them, she turns into like a Disney villain where she just sneers the whole time and laughs at them. There's no transition. It's I know. And no, uh, I mean, that's a, such a, uh, a totem for the, yeah, the whole movie is like, somebody will be, you just have to assume this person wants vengeance, even though they never have a moment of like a close up on somebody, like making a decision or feel something internally. So yeah, with that girlfriend, it was like, I guess, she's just with the bad guy now. And then <laughs> she does that. I mean, it's again, it's like kind of reveals like dumb Hollywood formalizing or whatever that it's like at the end when she makes the choice to save the little girl in the wheelchair who falls into the water and she oh, like yeah. rescues her and you don't see his old girlfriend die until later when he's like, and they killed uh, Vanessa and you go, um, Oh, they're like following the rule of like, she was bad, but she did sacrifice and help a little girl, but she still has to die because she did cheat on the guy we yeah. love or whatever. Uh, and yet there's and, no like, right. Like, there's no propulsion or something. No, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. even moment where anybody's like, oh God, the price we're paying for, right. for this. No, yeah. no. I mean, I just, cause they don't have the footage to show that woman. Yeah, they couldn't Not, steal yeah. it. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. find it. I forgot about that. Why didn't they just dress her in a sailor dress and use <laughs> this footage from Jaws 2? I mean, seriously. Yeah. I, well, yeah, if they're using footage, pull from Citizen Kane or I know. too, like I while know. you're at it. <laughs> Jurassic Park could just come out, throw some raptors That's in there. That's crazy. These movies were made in the same. Uh, year or two was Jurassic Park 94 or 95 Jurassic Park came out in 93 93 that was two years before this yeah oh apparently yeah 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 uh, yeah so Cruel Jaws was shot in Florida and um, I think Jurassic Park was like Kauai right yeah. so on opposite ends of our country maybe at the same time these movies were being envisioned oh, two greatest films both dealing with theme parks struggling. Yeah. And what is this like our third. 18th appearance of an aquatic park in these movies? It's a third appearance of an aquatic park, but Orca used an aquatic park to do shooting. Like they'd shot, but they didn't take place there, but they shot, I think at Marine World Africa, USA. I see. Yeah. But it yeah, was yeah. Jaws 3. Piranha. Piranha and this. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the theme parks get shittier and shittier as you... <laughs> Like Michael Keaton's multiplicity. They're like photocopies of a photocopy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't listen to the, your, uh, you, I know you got to meet Michael Keaton through the, the Conan show. I haven't yeah. gotten to listen. Did he talk about multiplicity? No, oh. he didn't. Well, or maybe Mr. he didn't want Long. to because his clone was talking to you and it would have given up the game. Oh my God. I never thought about that. And <laughs> maybe that clone has killed all the other Michael Keatons. It's like, what? I never did that movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> Never happened. Uh, did I? Apologies if I've told this story before, but just now when I mentioned Michael Keaton, do you remember that movie White Noise he did? That was like 
a little bit like that movie frequency, like he's using a radio to talk to ghosts. No. This was sort of like Michael Keaton's low nadir. Nadir? Nadir? I hear it pronounced both ways. I don't know. Um, uh, What's the... um, Oh, let's say Nair. That like... um, The hair removal? The hair removal. We'll just say it was the Nair of his career. Nair for short shorts. If you dare wear short shorts, dare wear short shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went and saw White Noise uh, on opening night at CityWalk. Uh-huh. And when we got out of the theater, we saw there was a camera crew set up. They were doing that thing that you see in commercials where it's like... You don't see it anymore, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like maybe the last time they were still pulling out this old, let's trick people into thinking, hey, those people who look like us, like (laughs) we like it too. So we walked out and we saw a big poster for White Noise and people were going up in front of it, couples going like, you have to see this movie. It's so good. And we were like, let's do it. We could get on TV. And so it's me and like four or five buddies... And I just moved to LA. So what year would this, this be? Oh five, maybe. Okay. Wow. Um, we just we uh, none of us had been on TV before. So, but we're living in Los Angeles. Is like this is our opportunity yeah. to like be on TV. Yeah. So we're waiting in line, and we all say we like confer and whisper, and we go like, um, "Hey, we have to play this like serious. Oh yeah, yeah. Because to. if we act goofy, or it seems like we're being fake." or not taking it seriously, we will never be in this commercial. And that's the whole point of this. So we all agreed, like, uh, uh, Scout's Honor, we're all going to play this, like, oh, real. No. And <laughs> we're waiting. It's like a ride. You just, like, wait, and you watch each person get to go in front of the camera and talk about it. You're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And we get up in front of the line, and they say, obviously, we're what we're going to be is the demo of, if you and your five idiot yeah. friends are going to go out to a movie, you could yeah. be like these idiots. Right. So we go in for the camera and they go, <laughs> they go how, um, uh, what'd you think of the movie? And, uh, there's not even a slow ramp up to us going crazy. <laughs> we immediately lose our minds and don't act real at all. And it's five guys in their mid twenties, all immediately going like, it was so scary. It was so scary. <laughs> I remember my friend Chris clutched his heart and went, a buffet, a buffet of scares. <laughs> So where that footage still exists. Oh God, it's sitting somewhere in like a Lionsgate production. Oh, God. Uh, so we're walking out. We we knew we blew it. <laughs> we're walking away. And uh, as we walk by a guy waiting in the line with his girlfriend, we hear him go, fakers. Uh, <laughs> like he, he saw through our ruse. I, Everybody else fell for it. But this guy knew we were. People like that ruined for people like me who really want to talk about how much I loved white noise. 2005, Michael Keaton. <laughs> Don't they know? They're ruining it for this fine Hollywood company that wants to make money on this piece of shit? Come on. Help them out. Uh, uh, but yeah, they did do the um, also the like uh, infrared or whatever, the cameras. Oh, yeah, the night vision camera. The night vision inside? cameras. Oh, my God. And I do think my friend Neil uh, Campbell is in the commercial. You see his... Really? You see him in the row. So maybe if YouTube has old white noise studio... I bet they do. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be good to put on his reel. Yes. 
um, but did you ever you, you you ever see one of those or never? Ever, no, I, I would have loved in, it. In SoCal, you had probably some opportunities to see previews or sneak sneak peeks of movies no, and no, stuff or I, test screenings. I grew up in Whittier, which is like just far enough out that they probably would never bother. Mm. So it would be L.A. Hollywood proper, or they would go. Yeah, I know. I if never I've ever gone to like, like a that. test screening of a movie, it's up in um, was Woodland Hills. Yeah, yeah, because that's like the closest area that maybe matches like a shopping mall going right. public, going to the movies and stuff. So I went to yeah. a couple test screenings. Oh, you did? There. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Do you remember where they were? Um. Oh yeah, I was going for like a friend who who's making stuff. So, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I see. Um. So it was um, um, a Jurassic Park 2. I was going with my buddy Stevie. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, Steven Spielberg's best buddy. He's like, Paul, Paul just come with me to Jurassic Park date, 2. my plus one, please. I'm nervous about this one. Vince Vaughn was kind of mean to me. He talks so fast. <laughs> Kept calling me buddy. Um. I just my first note on this is wow, right into it. No logo loco. Nothing. No logo loco. Just opens on a ship. Cold. Talk about a cold open. And also, God, how more bootleg could this thing feel when it's like it starts without a company? Like the yeah. company's been scrubbed off it or I something. Know. Well, they don't want no fingerprints. They don't want any way for you to contact them to sue them. Like, yeah. If there's no production company, who do you sue? Also, this might be my first occasion with a movie that illegally pulls footage from a, a big studio and thinks they're going to get away from it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen recycled footage before. The end of Blade Runner's recycled Shining, you know, footage. What? The original ending of Blade Runner when him and uh, 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 Sean Young run off. Yeah. Warner Brothers tacked on a happy ending when it first came out in theaters where it was like showing them driving through a forest so you would go, oh, they made it out of this dystopian city. But that footage is the early traveling footage of um, from The Shining. Wait, they leave Blade Runner in a yellow Volkswagen Beetle? Maybe they just used the, oh. the overhead stuff okay, yeah. and, and matched it with shots that they shot of his car driving through. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, but yeah, Ridley Scott called up Stanley Kubrick and said, do you have leftover footage? They're making me come up with an ending and... I thought maybe I could use your stuff. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any other movie where... I know when we did the Channel 101 epic series, Ultra Force, based on Megaforce, we borrowed a shot from Goldfinger because we needed a Fort Knox shot. I think I went to a Channel 101 night where I saw Ultra Force. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, that would have been like 2003... 2002. Oh, no, we were, I started it was seeing like it in early on. Five or six. Oh yeah, we were out of there by then. We, so we we don't have another instance of no. Matt and Paul might have been there together at the no. same time. What was that? Because you were out by 2005, six. If yeah, I would have gone, probably. I remember uh, when I was going to those Channel 101 shows. They were so fun because that's also when the UCB was starting in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, and so you could kind of uh, one night. Uh, go to a show at the UCB and then the next night go to channel 101. But the division seemed to be that it was like, um, UCB theater is for theater kids. Oh, and 
Channel 101 is for the like AV nerds. Oh, wow. Like, and my heart was torn because yeah. I I want to be both. Yeah. You kind of had to, no, I don't think you had to choose. There was people who like would be active. That's why I was going to see friends who were actors in Channel yeah. 101 stuff. But I loved it because it was both, they were the same mindset. Yeah. They were just kind of executed differently. Right. But you're a little different. You're a theater kid and an AV guy. I guess I was a theater kid well before I was an AV guy, but yeah. Yeah. What was our thing that we were at together that we just realized? Uh, the that? cemetery screen for Double right. Indemnity. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. man, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we might have been in the same porta potties next to each yeah. other. Do you call them porta potties or do you call them? I know some people call them like outhouses? Johnny Spotted Johnny. No porta potty, I guess. Yeah, yeah. outhouses is what they were when I was a kid. But I mean, outhouses. Same yeah. with like how flip flops were called thongs when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I still sometimes slip that out. I also like the um. Uh, my friend Jake always would reference how in the 80s when jerk and asshole wouldn't mean mean but fool yeah you here I am over here standing like a jerk yeah yeah and it's like you're standing like a mean, a mean person guy? yeah no I'm standing like a fool here yeah or in uh, <sighs> Ghostbusters when Rick Moranis comes up and talks to the horse and then he runs away and then the guy he goes what an asshole yeah but he's not saying like Rick Moranis is being mean to his horse he's <laughs> like that guy's a fool yeah anyway let's bring back jerk and asshole okay. as fool okay <laughs> and same with making love used to be like just this like um, flirting with someone Oh boy! Back in the '30s, you'd be like, ah, the, like in the Marx Brothers, there was a scene with Groucho and a woman or Chico. I can't remember. And she goes, "Are you making love to me?" <laughs> you have to ask. Yeah, <laughs> pitching woo. <laughs> um. So yeah, well, no loco loco. No. Um, oh, the this isn't related to the movie. That's why I just it is related to the movie, but not a scene so i just put up at top here this movie feels like something that um like a group of kids would be like i heard mrs patterson's in cruel jaws we should watch it oh i know and then they go like oh my god look at her hair she's so weird yes (laughs) no doubt because i i remember being in college and i had like a theater teacher who was in i think was a helicopter pilot in an unsolved mysteries briefly and that was just like He's made it. He's made it. He's huge. That's the best. Yeah. Well, to go back to Annie, Leslie told me, my wife, they knew that their teacher used to be a, a rocket at Radio City Musical uh-huh. before she was a teacher. And so in Annie, they go to Radio City Musical and there's like 50 rockets on the stage all at once. And Leslie told me that when her and her friends would watch it, they'd be like, oh, I think that's her. Oh, I think that's course, her. Yeah, <laughs> the, whole, exactly, the whole point is that they look so close. Um, Who do you think distributed this movie? Was it even shown in the States? And maybe that's how they thought they could get away with it. Was it just meant to be shown in Italy or? Yeah. It does. They're like, as long as this just plays in five Italian theaters and nobody associated with the Jaws movies comes to this theater, these theaters to watch, we're in the clear. Yeah. Or straight to video or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where that was. Well, and yeah. Did this take a while to come like, I guess maybe in 1995, it just came out right to video. Yeah, likely. Um, I mean, I don't remember going to the multiplex and having to make a choice between Cruel Jaws or um, Chain Reaction. No, me either. <laughs> Chain Reaction, I think, might have been my first. Oh, just because I went out with friends and bought a ticket for this movie doesn't 
mean I'll enjoy the uh, movie. You know, like when you're, I think we talked about it before, when you're a kid and you yeah. see a movie, every movie is great because yeah, no you, you, you got to go out and see a movie. Yeah. But I remember sitting in the theater and being like, because this was like, it was the director of The Fugitive. What starring, is Chain Reaction? Chain Reaction is Keanu Reeves and uh, it's like a, he's got a, uh, a machine that's going to help with the environment or something. Oh, and now these people are after oh, him I to get I the. I have seen this. Yeah. But it was like the star of Speed and the director of The Fugitive has this new movie, Chain Reaction. And I love The Fugitive and Speed. So yeah. I was like, two great tastes go together. And then, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, Pain reaction. Uh, <laughs> Gene Shallot might have once said. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, um, okay. Now, would they. The first scene when the guy, those guys are in that boat, yeah, and then he says, um, uh, uh, he says, Hey, we're going underwater to get top secret Navy material. I, it's so funny that they're telling that driver right before they got into the water, like, so that just means they got this guy to give him a boat, and it, he was like, Why are you guys going out here? None of your goddamn business, <laughs> and then, like, right before they got into the water, he's like, you know what? I'll tell you. We're yeah. going down for some Navy spy material. Uh, the description of this movie is a like top secret and genetically engineered Navy shark runs amok. This is pretty much all we hear about that, except for the fact that Billy's like, this is no regular tiger shark. Yeah. There's never anything about like, yeah, he briefly Navy. like, they train them to take on their enemies or something. It's like, it came from that piranha tank. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're pulling from everything. Yeah. Even our beloved piranha yeah. from last week. Yeah. Got their fin prints all over this. <laughs> uh, and then they uh, jump in. Um, there is a literal shark roar in this movie. There is. Yeah. I mean, I, why am I so bad clocking the roars? I just must think sharks roar. Because <laughs> I've never like noticed it as weird. No, this happened. one is just, he comes out of the water and just is like, boo, I'm going to get you. It's crazy. <gasps> what if you looked inside, there was just like a little baby lion in his mouth. And that's like why he was <laughs> That's their logo loco. They're like <laughs> trying to pass it off as MGM, but hide it a little bit. Oh my God. Their logo loco. Would be like the they just pull the MGM logo and then like add a mustache on the <laughs> <other> line. <laughs> the Groucho glasses. <laughs> GMG. Golden. Metro Golden. And then that title shows up and it's this kind of weird 70s hand drawn, as yeah. far as I could tell. Smushed down in the middle, but I yeah. don't. A lot of times with these titles, they give a suggestion of why it's shaped that way. But this, I was like, why is it shaped that way? All I could think about is it's the shape of a jaw, <laughs> but I'm sure that's not it either. Um, you know, the first shot of the shark wasn't bad, but I guess that's because it's from another movie. Yeah. And there was some real great white footage in this film, like where you do see the jaws floating and popping out. It's pretty incredible. You mean real footage of sharks that are great white. You don't yes. mean like um, footage that is real, great, and white. No. No. Okay. It's okay, not that. It's, it's <laughs> actual footage, not real. There's some real great white, white. footage. <laughs> it's just seen shots of all white, and it is the best I've ever seen of that. I mean, if given the choice between this movie or just watching a white wall, I might. Yeah. <laughs> I might consider it. I could get some other things done. <laughs> 
Um, and then we have our first shark attack with no visible shark attack. <laughs> Or blood. Or blood. I yeah. thought we. I thought this was going to be a bloodless movie, but you do see blood later. I'm assuming because it's pink. I don't know, but I yes. think it's blood. What do you think that shark is trying to do with the coral? There is it like knocking into it? I thought he was trying to like enclose. Them I did some- too, and then you find out there's plenty <laughs> no. of ways out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all I know is it was not clear. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. Unclear jaws should unclear, have been lack of clarity jaws. They're using footage from another movie <sighs> combined with their own and it doesn't line up. And Oof. yeah, I was I was out of the gate unclear what was going on. I was never clear what was going on no. in this movie, and it's not my fault. I don't think this movie ever had um look, and I'll just say it, I love this movie. Yeah. But it had no uh n- there was zero non-amateurish moments, right? No. I can't think of one not, moment uh, where I was like, oh, that looks yeah, acting, direction, screenwriting. There wasn't a single competent frame in this film. The closest it came to competence was when that guy, one of his sons, goes underwater um, uh, to pull something out or something. It's towards the end, and then oh, he yeah. gets pulled out, and they're looking. He He narrowly misses the shark, and then they're standing there on the boat, and behind them was like a beautiful pink sunset sky. Oh, right. and I was like, well, the sky is doing its job. Yeah, <laughs> like, but who knows that that's even from their movie? No, yeah. <laughs> 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 we ripped off the sky. <laughs> uh, okay, then you um, you meet the couple, uh-huh. our main couple. Yep. Our protagonists. Of sorts. Um, I was trying to think of a term for a fake Carrie Elways, because I thought that guy had... Oh, yeah. But Carrie Elways, I couldn't think of a a play on his name for... Carrie Someways. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> he was a Carrie Elways. He really was, yeah. Yeah, he got a... Did you know that if you take the actor from Princess Bride and you lift him up and kind of put his legs out across your arms, <laughs> you carry you, you can carry him always. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you can carry carry always. Yeah, and if you want to burglarize, you might want to ask the actress too because she's Robin Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I want to do one. Um, um, well, a lot of people burglarize on that movie. Yeah, yeah. The director he he was um, he was stealing yeah. uh, a type of bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Rob Reiner, <laughs> the man with six fingers. If uh, you ever want to have him over for a while, yeah, he'll be a Christopher guest. <laughs> Come on, listeners, you can do it. Stay with us. Stay with us. Buckle in. One more hour. Come on, baby. Don't give up on us now. We've come this far together. Come on. (sighs) So back to not very always. Yeah, not very always. (laughs) And then I thought the actor who played his girlfriend was all right. Yeah, she's one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She seemed to care at least. Yeah. Some of those guys, I was just like, I don't know if you've ever 
They had an interest in it. When we get into these guys, because we're getting to the scene where you're at the theme park. Yes. Do you have anything else? Well, the um, uh, one of the lines I dialogue liked of dialogue was when um Billy said to her to Vanessa, uh, "Discoing until dawn." In '95. 95. That Somebody was like discoing until speaking dawn. of the nadir or nadir of of a genre. Okay, so that's 18 years after Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever is 1977. So that would be somebody in 2021 in a 2021 movie going like, uh, what's a 2003? Ultra Force by Channel 101. No. Uh, <laughs> it's somebody referencing <laughs> Ultra Force. <laughs> no, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like cl- close. I think it was 2002, but going like, we're going to be watching Pierce Brosnan's Die Another Day all night long. <laughs> Like the best Bond movie. It will never be top. There's <laughs> uh, a certain actor from the National Theater comes along. Is that uh, what he's from? Uh, Daniel Craig? I don't know. What's the big... RSC? Oh. Royal Shakespeare Company? Yeah. Or Royal Rada? Is he part of the... Yeah. But he was know. a big. He was a big theater I actor, right? Yeah, I think. But I don't know if he was like... I don't think he was like a Shakespeare guy much. Oh. I don't... But I don't know. I think he was in a production of... Angels in America. So maybe he was like uh, a a big contemporary theater. I think he did Othello or Macbeth on Broadway. I forget. He should do James Bond on Broadway. I know. Do a like a live Broadway oh, uh, James Bond that'd be show. Amazing. It would be successful. Of course it would. But it should be like Dark Knight Returns, where he does it, and he's just kind of like a retired James Bond, and it's just like a. A sitting room drama where he's like coping with all the PTSD and all the women he's lost and drinking. And yeah, it's like an in-treatment sort of version yeah. where it's just like the two-hour therapy session. Yes. Yeah, that he's taking. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it ha- ends with him going, why doesn't anybody call me Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing he's upset about. That's what he's been hiding all along. The pain. <laughs> the pain of yeah. not ever being called Jimmy. He doesn't care about Vesper, the loss of his parents at a young age. It's just, I just wanted to be called Jimmy. Does anybody ever call him Jimmy? Jimmy. Q ever go, Jimmy, come over here. I can't think of a, uh, Jim, one time uh, the taxi driver in Live and Let Die goes, hey, Jim. Ooh. It's very much like the Superman Oh, thing like, yeah. That's a bad outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but in the first ever CBS Climax Theater TV version of Casino Royale in the 50s, Barry Nelson from The Shining Ooh, yeah. played James Bond, but he was known as Jimmy Bond. He oh. was an American, and they never called him James Bond. He was Jimmy Bond. <laughs> James isn't an American name. Yeah, I know. Jimmy! <laughs> oh, God, what are we, ruled by the queen? Oh, he'll be known as Jimmy. <laughs> Jesus. And he, he will have an Alabama accent. <laughs> that was our Boston Tea Party of the 1900s. <laughs> we're not calling him James. Uh, so, yeah, you were saying the park, though, the aquatic park. Okay, so one, one of the easiest mistakes not to make, one of the biggest unforced errors in editing is to not start a shot with people walking and they're stopped and you can you don't hear action, but they're... Four of them are frozen and then it cuts to them and they start walking. Like all you have to do is 
come into that <laughs> a little three frames later. How do you miss that? I don't understand it. And it's so wonderful to see four guys because you often see it maybe with one person. Yeah. It's a little harder to catch with one person because they could have just been standing right, the character right. and then they started walking. But four people standing still and then suddenly going at the same oh, time. Yeah, there's a moment that's like the Jaws 2 scene where he's bringing like investors to come uh-huh. and then he's mad because the sheriff wants to talk about the shark in front yeah. of the investors oh, and yeah. stuff. But those investors, they were just... The investors didn't even look at each other. No. They're like four different people all just like moving I like chickens, moving their heads on. around and not ever catching each other's I, I eyes. I didn't know who was who. Oh, <laughs> so God. So bizarre. And uh, then yeah. have you ever, I know probably you and I have probably done this ironically, but have you ever unironically leaned on your buddy where you put your hand up on their shoulder and you're just talking to someone and the two of you are just like, you know, it's just that. Well, we do most of the podcasts that way. That's true. I okay. roll, I can come over to you and I put my arm I take you. it back. But it's such a thing that like bullies do when they taunt. The two bullies, yes. like one leans on the other, like, hey, get this guy. Oh my God. We got two different styles of henchmen. We got the like beach dude henchman version. And then we got at the end, maybe my favorite trope in any movie is the semi- Italian mafioso guy oh, who yeah. has like the two dumb oh, guys the, who are like boss, stooges, yeah, boss, we gotta come on, boss, yeah, and they're like he's wearing basically a clown suit for for yes. like uh, beachwear, yes, yeah, uh, and then at the end he wears this kind of like pink, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and they're like kind of like home alone, like they're yes, very henchmen or yeah. something. It is. So great. I wish every movie had like two guys were like, boss, what do you want us to do? They're like the cops in Halloween five. <laughs> yeah. They needed some accompanying music. So I knew that they were a little goofy. I can't wait to see that again. Ooh, yeah. Well, the, the new footage, are you yeah. going to buy the new box set? I, I suppose I should. Yeah. Yeah. We got to talk about that because we got to see that. Yeah. Maybe that can be another. Maybe we should talk about it. Yeah. Another thing we could drop on Patreon. Yeah. There's yeah. just a lot happening on Patreon. It's <laughs> disc. We're going to disco until the dawn. Patreon. <laughs> yeah. We're going to. Um, the original. Uh, uh, it was going to be uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Disco Until Dawn, dawn of the Dead. <laughs> uh, hey, um, I have to. We have to take a. P break. Oh like, yeah. Uh, pool, pool jaws. Uh, um, 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 I have to rip my balls off so I can great. just let them. <laughs> we'll be right back. With and Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With Corley and Rust. We're back. Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws. It's Jaws a cruel, cruel yeah. Jaws film. <laughs> There's no, nothing else that needs to be said about that. <laughs> I'm more familiar with the Ace of Base version of Cruel Summer. They did a cover of it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's good. Ace of Base is good. I agree. Yeah. Have we talked about this? I don't think so. I was obsessed with that album when it first came out. Uh, the Sign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that key change at the end of The Sign might be the best key change in a, any song ever written. And they got those Swedish ABBA songwriting I know. brains. And the lyrics are baffling. We haven't talked about this? No. What you gonna tell your dad? It's like a wheel of fortune. What you gonna tell your dad when that wheel lets you down? Uh, your love is the... No, my love is the engine, and you might be fuel. Stop acting cruel. I bet you might win. And then... Kiss me, baby. I'm attractive, baby. I am Snow White waiting for you. It's the lyrics are amazing. <laughs> those are good lyrics. Who yeah. penned those? Uh, I would imagine either Wolf or uh, whatever the other guy's name is. <laughs> um, I thought maybe um, Shakespeare. Shakespeare's <laughs> goddamn such, ghost such crush on Lynn. In that band, the blonde, the yeah, singer. Lynn of a, uh, uh, yeah, because was it two two fellas, two ladies? Two fellas, Total two Total ABBA. Yeah, Lynn and Jenny and Wolf, and then I can't remember the fourth guy. I'm oh, just, that fourth guy always gets I forgotten. Know, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we meet Susie at that aquatic park. Our second Susie in a row, little girl named Susie in a row, uh, the daughter in Piranha was also named Susie. Okay, that's weird because also the like bad boy in this is named Ronnie, but also there's that weird little moment where the dad slaps the kid on the head and his name is Ronnie too. <laughs> that too many Ronnies. Too many Ronnies. Yeah, he slaps his yeah yeah, but it's bad, right? It's 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 as bad as when that lady later at the party knees that guy in the groin. Did you see that? Uh, yes. <laughs> I was like, so when you guys called cut, you thought that was good. <laughs> you didn't think you had to go back for that. Or maybe they did, and that was the best one. <sighs> yeah, there were some times when I was definitely watching stuff and going, yeah, the thought experiment of like, oh, this is the best take. Yeah. That is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, when he's saying goodnight to his daughter later, and he reads her that book, and it's two words into reading it, she's falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. that came after they were like, this scene is too slow. You guys got to like move this fast, because... I noticed there's a part where before she finishes a joke that's funny to him, he's already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Why? What is her condition? When you sit down to write this movie, why are you? I mean, tell me at least that these filmmakers are like, we know we're making a schlocky, 
movie. Why are we doing, why are we going for this level of this pathos level. or yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't or, know what's happening. Because she got that way because of a shark attack. Is that right? I think Hulk Hogan, his wife was killed by a shark and his daughter okay. was um, put in a wheelchair oh, because of the shark. Shadows of Orca. Yes. But also, so shadow. she can't use her legs, except she can when she's being lifted out of the water in the shark attack. And her, her yeah, firmly on the ladder steps. Right on it. <laughs> I have, um, um, I thought of you with the, um, when they put in the person on the ambulance stretcher. Oh, yeah. Uh, your experience. Um, but mentioning the wheelchair now, I've played a foul mouthed character in a wheelchair three times what what were they what were they the first was semi-pro oh my god i've never seen it um our me and charlini's uh scenes were cut from it but oh. you see us a couple times in the background um but we were like um kids in wheelchairs who held up mean signs <laughs> at the at the team <laughs> and then i think before semi-pro came out i got cast as a kid in a wheelchair on an episode of Mind Mencia. Oh my God. And then I did Jessica St. Clair and Lennon Parham show Best Friends Forever. Oh yeah. On NBC. Um, and I played like a murder ball guy <laughs> who was in a wheelchair and like was throwing foam parties and stuff. It was like a big a dick. So there's something about me, Gorley, wow. that people think it's real funny. You <laughs> to have see a me type. Be- yeah. Oh my God. You and Susie. So yeah, when I was watching this movie, I was like, what? well, why didn't I get Susie? Yeah. I was 95. I was, you were probably that age. I could have been, yeah. Uh, just going through puberty <laughs> on camera. Playing Susie. <laughs> My friend has also a theory that um, if any script or a scene or anything, um, a female character is named Sally, he's like, the writer is automatically a misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> There's no that way you sit down and go, a girl named Sally. Sally. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Looking at you, Nora Ephron. <laughs> what people are named Harry and Sally and when do they ever meet? Never. Looking at you, Sally Field's mom. <laughs> Well, do you think that they somehow found access to this small water park or knew somebody first and were like, we've got this thing. Let's shoot a movie around it. Yeah. I think it seemed like, I bet that Hulk Hogan guy probably owns it or something. Something. Or he, works why, there. I had that same thought that like, is he connected somehow? Because he's certainly spending time in the sun. Yes. And I saw him like towards the end, like steering a ship and he looked like a pro. So yeah. I was like, this guy got this job because he could act and then also like help drive the boats. Yeah. When he needed them. Like maybe he was hired to do like the ride the boats to the filming shoots. Yes. And they're just like, our guy dropped out. Do you want to try this? Yeah. So a guy like that with hair like that in the yeah. early 90s. Yeah. Um, somebody like that. Do you think they cut those locks around 97. They're like, I, or do they go, I am so happy. I am a man of this age with long blonde hair. I am writing this out until my deathbed. It's tough to say because not only is he not nineties, I'd put him actually more in the seventies. He looks like a seventies skateboarder surfer. It's so funny. You say that. I thought he looked like a guy who had long hair when he was a teenager, a young man in the seventies and was just like, 
But I'm still a young man. Yeah, he's not getting I, I haven't grown up yet. No, you're right. I'm going to keep these locks. Uh, and he's, he's you know, losing it a bit on top, but he's sticking with it, wearing a painter's cap most of the time. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a real good question. I couldn't tell you. I think it's 50-50. If he has kids, I think eventually his kids go, you need to get a haircut, dad. If he doesn't have kids and he's hanging out in divorcee bars and, you know, still listening to Jimmy Buffett. He may keep, he may hold on to that because what's also crazy is you know there's that couple that get attacked on the beach that they're not in the rest of the movie and Fabio guy, and yeah the, Fabio yeah, yeah yeah he's got something I've never seen before he yeah. has long hair and you don't see it in every shot but then he has a ponytail that starts around the bottom of his neck <laughs> but you know you see, you see women used to do that where they do a low sung ponytail but still all the hairs go into the ponytail this one is just like. It's like he had a rat tail that grew out with the rest of his hair because a lot of his hair stops at his shoulders, but then a ponytail continues on. I've never seen anything like this. Was there a, was there like a, a COVID-92 and that guy just like was in quarantine for a long time and he get his hair cut beforehand and they called him to set. He's like, oh, I can't get to it. Okay. I think there was a COVID-92. Yeah, did we have a quarantine so. also in the early 90s? We I thought have, we did. Yeah. Might have. Oh, man, that was something. Yeah, the the actors, the characters. So the first scene where the cop comes up to evict them, there's the Romeo and Juliet son, mm-hmm. there's Billy, mm-hmm. and then there's Dag, who's the like, he's wearing a, oh, a bandana do-rag, a short pants wetsuit, and... It uh, and he's just real hot temper, like they have to yes. cool him down. But he's in the background the whole time. Yeah. He's like being blocked by people at times yes. when he's speaking. It's so poorly staged. Oh my god! I mean, every scene is like over and over again, just a poorly staged four people all standing in line, no coverage to cut. Yeah, into. you're right. None. There was only one part when they showed the drawing, the diagram of the shark at the end, when they're like, "This is how we're going to go kill it." That they ever had a close up. Did you see what was written on that? No. You didn't see specifically that there was a diagram arrow pointing to an uh, anatomical part of that shark? <gasps> the yeah. Sibley Bibley? The C-L-A-S-P-E-R-S. Oh, no! I thought you were going to talk about the weird the nose vibration. No. Oh, the- Claspers? Yeah, sorry. The ampule of Lorenzini? Yeah, I wanted that. Wasn't that the director's name? Yeah. They kept showing footage of real sharks. So there's this one shark throughout this whole movie, but sometimes it's a female and a male, depending on, because you could tell it did or didn't have claspers. <laughs> Sorry. It's the last time. You I know. Is this the, the last, last time, time I'm going to? Yeah. You know, it'll be almost like um, a Stockholm syndrome. Like, You're I'm going to be, start- I'll be like, can you say, Glasper, can you say please, it again? I please. <laughs> I've fallen in love with the word claspers. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, uh, sheriffs, they tell you that you're evicted. Um, and then, yeah, that sexy couple. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that Billy was invited to the autopsy. (laughs) It's cause he's a scientist. Like he's the Hooper and they're, I think they're literally trying to almost recreate that scene. Yeah. Why do they give so much time to them putting that, that nasal (sighs) 
smell cover. <laughs> you know why? Because it's a weird movie. <laughs> it's so it's weird. When I was watching it, they spent each three people. They yeah. show six individual nostrils getting yeah. that stuff put on. The them. normal movie would have shown the first guy, put it on, pass it off, and then tilt down to the body to get into it. Because we would be able to assume the handoff meant that the rest are good. We wouldn't be surprised if in the next shot they had it on. We would understand. Especially with this movie where there ain't a lot of hand-holding going on with the entity. They're not trying or to... Or the go- plot or characters. Why they needed to really make sure you understood that, I'll never know. Oh my gosh. The only other answer out of it being a weird movie is that it's like <laughs> directed by an 11-year-old who just yeah. thinks that stuff is really cool. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> I know. And I'm sure that wasn't even what that stuff was in the movie. It was probably just, I don't know what, like hair pomade. Yeah, toothpaste. (laughs) Probably. Um, Yeah, I thought that autopsy scene was riveting. Um, (laughs) um, This was maybe one of the like sloppiest moments. They go from the autopsy to this weird smash cut to where they're already mid- pivotal scene with those the two rich guys and i like how they're both each separately versions of a rich guy like the one guy with the ascot yeah the ascot means rich and then the other guy who is like designer pink sally jesse Raphael glasses yeah so that means they're both rich but like it's the scene of the movie like where outside of like a shark attack where the two bad guys go no you're not shutting down this beach and it's literally like they cut into the mid-sentence going, like, you can't shut down. It's yeah. so weird. I know. Who? Someone edited this. I, I think, like, the editor got sick and his mom's like, I've got to finish this for my son. Like, like they finish homework for a kid or something, you know? Yeah, it's like, he's really close to getting kicked out of this uh, school movie. Yeah. And so I got to like, yeah. work hard on his project so he can get to school college. Yeah. <laughs> Did your mom ever, my parents, they would definitely help me with assignments, like if math, like I can't figure out math. So my mom's working, help me like do a math problem. But I like really resented the kids who like would show up with a project. I'm like, your dad made this. Oh, I know. There's no way your eight year old hands constructed this thing. I never had that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Bad parents do that. Yeah, I agree. Also kind of like glory hog parents. I know. Like we had a mom What's who would like point? always like her daughter would always win Halloween costumes because she would like spend all year making her Halloween costume. I was like, Yeah. Whose glory do you seek? Yes, Mrs. exactly. Henrich. Ask yourself. Yeah. Why do you seek the Halloween costume of Christ? <laughs> I don't think it's for your daughter's glory. No, it's for yours. this is where we condemn also we watch movies from the mid 90s and also condemn people from our lives (laughs) in the mid 90s (laughs) put it on the hall of defame um another um okay okay so um i think the next scene oh oh no 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 next up is now what a movie has to do day for night oh my god they know what looks bad yeah so they if you see a day for night scene a lot, of, it's maybe like 45 yes, seconds tops. Right. They're not trying to get you to yeah. notice it. Going from car to building, you know. This is like, uh, yeah. 
oh, American graffiti. It's like a I full know. night. And I it's know. like 12 minutes. It's barely day for night. Like there are some serious <gasps> long shadows from the sun. And <laughs> oh my God. Like people getting sunburn and There's sweating. A- They're sweating too. <laughs> A cop shows up. It's broad daylight when he opens the door and he says, why'd you wake me up so early to come down here? And then I'm like, okay, so they're just saying it went from day to night to actual morning. They go back to another day for night scene after that. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, day for night is maybe like my favorite thing. It's such a fucking cheap ass. I know. You don't see it anymore, do you? You really don't. No. Because I guess it's just so easy to shoot at night now with equipment. But like Ram- Rambo First Blood Part 2 has a lot of day for night. Really? Yeah. It was a real 80s thing. Yeah. It must be because camera equipment can. And I, I wonder if also just digital tinting yeah. or something. Like if you right. want to make a scene look like nighttime, oh, you don't right. have to do this like weird photochemical process of like stopping down and amazing day for night all the like sunlight glistening off the water but just tinted blue clouds yeah yeah not nighttime clouds (laughs) (laughs) no moon roosters crowing (laughs) children going to school just in the background Soap operas playing on TV. A guy on a surfboard of the water yelling, I see so clearly. <laughs> 12 noon and all's well. Yep. My clock works. <laughs> clock? Why is he looking at his wrist? You call that a watch, silly. <laughs> wrist clock. One of my favorite things about this movie was how much they keep talking about, you know, the Jaws corollary of of we can't close down the regatta. This is the big regatta. Love the word regatta. They regatta, love it. Because yeah. I only think, oh, there's going to be a yacht race. This is incredible. Like they've probably roped in all this filmmaker's friends who have boats in this community and they're going to do this big ro- boat race. It's fucking windsurfing. It's windsurfing. Is that even a regatta? Maybe it is, but it is certainly not the common understanding of a regatta. And- Windsurfers do not a regatta we make. No. How do you say that? Yeah, that's regattas. Right. Regatta. Mundata. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, if they wanted to do a yacht race regatta, they could have just used some footage from Summer Rental. Yeah. Or um, um, Better Off Dead. Is it in there? Yeah. This kind of reminded me of that with the rich guy and the snobby son a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this movie is not of the early 90s. People did not have these class differentiations showed. But it's all 80s. I mean, like, and most 80s movies end with a race to decide who won the movie. That's true. That's true. (laughs) But I love that the race doesn't... I mean, this movie is so stupid and dumb. Like, (laughs) they don't finish the race. No. It's oh, there's a regatta, there's a boat race in Jaws too, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I heard the word regatta in one of the Jaws movies, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, I bet um that uh, mafioso guy at the end also wanted a big plate of regatta. Regatta fazzolo. <laughs> um, now there's a oh oh when that couple. The guy with the weird ponytail yeah. that you were talking about. Yeah. Um a fake Fabio. Yeah. Fakio. Yeah. Um Phobio. Phobio. <laughs> <laughs> he um uh, so th- it's a scene of them just like walking along and talking. 
And it did remind me of like, <laughs> to make a comparison, have you you've seen On the Waterfront? Yeah, not for a long time. So there's an amazing scene where like Marlon Brando is courting Eva Marie Saint. And if um, it's just like some of the best acting you've ever seen in a movie. Uh-huh. And there's a moment where um, you, you find out later in the behind the scenes stuff that Eva Marie Saint uh, accidentally dropped her glove. And it's like a lesson of like method acting or embracing the mistakes. There's no, you know, you know a mistake is a gift. Yeah. Accidents are gifts. Um, <laughs> Marlon Brando, he like picks up her glove and he starts like playing with the fingers and stuff. And it's just like a... Oh, Marlon Brando knows that this is a courting scene. This is like a flirtatious thing to do. And he, she gave him in this spontaneous yeah. moment, a, a moment that's like really works in a movie. And I, for some reason, I was thinking of when I was watching these two fucking well, surfboards. on a waterfront. <laughs> They're facing the front of water. It couldn't be further away I from know. that. It's just like two people who I don't even know if they've been in a school play. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're there because they got muscles and boobs, yeah, right? I think they had to be because this guy is primo <laughs> 80s douche. He really, just the way he looks. I was surprised there wasn't nudity in this film because it, there was nothing else about this movie that wouldn't stoop to exploitation levels. Like all the language was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you're right. And and they're certainly like making a lot out of the women in bathing suits, but I I'm I don't know how a movie this seedy. This movie seems seedy and yet yes. it's somehow there's no wholesome. nudity. Yeah. There's also weird wholesomeness. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that the movie ends with them watching like a gag from a live animal show of a guy, a seal pushing a guy into water and people laughing. It, it's crazy <laughs> it that like it ends. People have just been killed and it ends like a sitcom ending. It does seem And they recycle by... the same thing. The seal pushes him in a second time. Yes, yes. <laughs> It reminded me, it did feel like it was made by an 11-year-old who just doesn't have sex on his radar yet, so thinks sex is just women in bikinis, but knows a little bit about curse words, like, I'm going to rip your balls off! (laughs) Yeah, it did have some sleepaway camp elements to it, which is sort of the, like, actors are really enjoying saying dirty things, um, um, painting caps. Yeah, Yeah. sleepaway camp was made by, like, a deranged 15-year-old. This was made (laughs) by an 11-year-old with a deranged older brother, but hasn't been exposed to a lot. Yeah, his older brother has like playboys and gore movies yeah. under his bed and yeah. his brother watches it sometimes yeah. when his eyes aren't closed. Yeah. Um, the uh, Okay, so then um, then there's some fight choreography that's really choice. When the three guys beat up that guy, they just kind of push him down to like move their feet towards Jesus Christ. <laughs> then I love this moment when they try to poison the dolphin with a poison fish. <laughs> but but don't. I and mean, then and they don't. do, but... Uh, they do, but then they immediately get the dolphin back with an IV. <laughs> to its fin. <laughs> I could write... I could spend weeks no. trying to write something as funny as no. that. You know who's the best actor in this goddamn movie? That dolphin. Because that dolphin is lying there with its eyes half yes. open. Unless they, who knows what they did to it. But, oh my God. It's really good. Incredible. A really good movie. Um, now, uh, 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 when the 
sheriff leaves his police station. Did you notice like most police stations on the door, there's a big decal sticker of a large bat foil <laughs> on a, badge on a regular hollow core Home Depot door. door. <laughs> there is a decal that is following the folds of like the, the molding, of the, of of the the molding of the door. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a kid trying to put a sticker like on a Nintendo controller, but it can't fit exactly. And it's kind of like mouthfuls and little folds. <laughs> and you know that you're probably like, can we put that thing on the, on the door better? They're like, uh, I tried, but it just stuck the ones. <laughs> yeah. Can't. If I pull it up, it's going to rip. You get, you get, you got, that's what you get. My son couldn't come in to do your production design today, so I had to come do it. I've never put a sheriff sticker on a door before. So sue me, I never put a sheriff sticker before on a door. Um, another great bit of um, uh, dialogue. It's a sort of a locomotive with knives for teeth. Oh my God. <laughs> two, two different things in one yeah, sentence. Talking about your mixed metaphor. Hold on. I've seen locomotives with knives for, for teeth. That's no, no, that works. <laughs> You're a little redundant here with the locomotive with knives for teeth. We get we it. No, a locomotive has knives for teeth. How else does it cut its steak and eat at the same time? It's so efficient. Um, then, um, okay, then the seal pushes the bad guy into the water. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love, anytime I can see a, an animal do a funny stunt that they would do at the Universal Studios Animal Show. Took it straight from the animal actor stage at this, this totally park. like yeah. the end of the show where the person goes like, well, we hope you had a fun time. Wally! Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Hulk Hogan or even that dad, that evil dad was like the guy that does the animal actor show or the dolphin show yes yep it is i bet be. all of those actors were, were from the local oh, aquatic park i hope animal so show. that'd be amazing all those girls who's your like i don't even mean the best actor i just mean who's your favorite it's either hulk hogan or the main bad, bad guy, guy yeah, Ronnie, I, just because yeah. that chin his chin juts out like uh, like animated like an animated character or something. Do you notice there's like numerous times where he's clearly going up on his line and he's trying to remember like, Oh, I love he'll go, it. well, hmm, <laughs> we're going to have to wait before that happens again. <laughs> cut, cut. We got it. Print it. What do you mean? We got it. Well, we literally, it was all there. <laughs> there were humans on camera. Yeah. Every and, word and light was, was bouncing off them into the lens. <laughs> so I think we got it. Oh, have we gotten to the regatta yet? Um, real quick. No, no, take your time. No, I'm no, no. Curious. I just want to, uh, there was a prominent Yonkers commercial on that TV. <laughs> uh, right, right. Okay. Um, that woman says, what do I have to do to, for you to pay attention to me? Grow gills. Uh, <laughs> um, Her retribution for him is a little disproportionate. It's, it's a like, disproportionate. I, I get she's upset and yeah, they have an issue and he should see to her they had a night planned with her friend uh, yeah you know how upset girls will get when you and her friend were gonna go out <laughs> and you bail on them to go look at sharks uh, but there is an extreme circumstance and then she just runs right off and has an affair 
with the guy that she knows is gonna yeah boil his fish. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. Then um, uh, oh, then they go to that house party with a yeah. band. One of my favorite oh. things in movies that take place in like a party town or a beach, like uh, um, hard bodies or something, they always get like whatever is the local hot yes. bar band to yeah. play. And they always just look like guys from South Florida with a bar band. Yeah. It's, and did you hear the song? What is it? Bad. I got it bad. A bad, bad attitude. attitude. Oh. Bad. I got it bad. A bad attitude. You, there's no way if you really have a bad attitude, you could ever write and perform a song called I Have a Bad Attitude because no one with a bad attitude would go that far <laughs> to get to that point. It just... It's the problem with Michael Jackson's bad. Yeah. It's like... I don't buy it. It's so funny. I was re-listening to Bad. Um, and uh, that's like the first time I think when like instruments weren't real yeah. on a Michael Jackson oh. album, but like... Off the wall and thrower, pretty oh, dope. I love off yeah. the wall so much. Sounds like real drums being yeah. played. Sounds like real bass being that played. Guitar. Yeah, the best. Yeah, I might like off the wall more than thriller. I do. Yeah. Um, where does dangerous fit in? <laughs> you know, much like our friend that we mentioned in the last podcast, I'm not a huge fan of <laughs> Michael Jackson. I get it. I will say this about the other person too. I understand why people are. Yeah. Just for me. And this is- Well, I care even, way more about the other person. Yeah. By the way, the other person, if somebody asks me who my favorite musician is, I say that person. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh my God. I feel bad. It's you having to face the crowd you were worried to face. <laughs> um, but- yeah. Uh, oh, oh. so the beginning of Bad, it's really funny if you ever listen to it, because it's like the least bad opening. It's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't he also go like in the middle of the song, hey! <laughs> something like that, right? Like he does yeah. a big scream that breaks some glass or something. Am yes. I making that up? Uh, no. Oh, maybe it is in Dangerous. He has the like scream that breaks glass. I don't remember. Because I feel like by Dangerous, he's incorporating like sound effects yeah. of like you know in, the, in black and white when the dad's like oh yeah turn down that music that came on in my car the other day and i did not remember that part i'm going what is somehow is the video playing somehow george went yeah i was so upset right. when uh i got the album because i'd seen george went in the video and then i and macaulay culkin yeah are playing father and son and then i put it on the actors aren't george went macaulay culkin They're i different? got ripped off yeah do they Use the same audio in the video that those people lip sync mm -mm. to? Oh, they got them to redo it. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that's false advertising. A it music sure video is. is a commercial. Oh, yeah. For the product. And I bought the product and I didn't get my Macaulay voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, um, I, I will say I started this podcast with you so I could get an apology from you on this. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. <laughs> What year did that come out? 90 fun. 90 fun? Yep. 91. Did you know, I saw this like thing online that like, I think in 53 days, in a span of like 53 days, Nirvana, Nevermind, Use Your Illusion, um, Metallica's Black, Pearl Jam's 10, like came out in the span of like, and that was also when like Dangerous came out. It was like. The times had changed. That was the year I graduated high school. It was big. Were you uh, 
using your illusion one and two all mm, over the place? A little bit. I was more, that was the time when I got really heavy into uh, like Rush, Fleetwood Mac, Dire Straits, right Eric on. Clapton. I was, for some reason at that point I was going back. I think I needed to go back before I could go forward with grunge. Yeah. I mean, I would say rock in 1989, 90 was at its nair. Right. Yeah. I was listening to that Van Halen album came out that year too for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Oh, for Unlawful Carnal. That's with the Right Now, right? Yes. Right, but right now, now. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the lesser uh, tracks on there like Please. Spankline. Spankline? Spankline. All my friends call her up on the spank line. Oh, that <laughs> is a time capsule. A song about phone sex? Yes. Phone sex operators? And it's like 1-900, something like that. There's also Pound Cake, which is a euphemism. Mm-mm, these guys yeah. are dirty. <laughs> spank line. It's so funny because they didn't know that like in six months, like Kurt Cobain's going to be like on stage, like wearing a dress. I know. They're like, we got our thumb on the pulse. Spank line. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, no, no. We've we've moved on from this. <laughs> and I saw somehow the moment when it happened when old went from new because I saw Van Halen play at like Pacific Amphitheater and um Allison Chains opened for them. And oh. it was so clearly like record labels had matched those mm-hmm. two because I think Allison Chains was shit talking Van Halen on stage. Wow. On their set. Like they didn't want to be there i don't think they thought the van halen crowd appreciated them and they hated that kind of thing and i think van halen was begrudgingly acknowledging that they were doing it it was it was crazy yeah there's a um there's a michael azarad i think you pronounce his name he wrote a really great nirvana book called come as you are that i love a lot and um he tells a story about how they liked um uh, eddie van halen like they respected him oh. Uh, but like maybe it's the MTV movie awards or something. He, he came backstage and he asked Nirvana if he could go on stage and play uh guitar with him. Oh. And they were like, oh, I don't think so. And then he turned and started attacking, um, uh, Pat smear oh. with slurs because he was like, you let that guy play with you. Why not me? Uh, he didn't say that. But he's a bad dude. Like, guy, if you're trying to hang out with the cool kids, you don't make fun of one of their band members. Oof. And you ask if you can play a tambourine. You don't ask if you can yeah. bring out your guitar, play with Nirvana. Like, how do you not know that your types of music, though you might appreciate each other, are diametrically opposed? Yes. Yeah. Oof. At the same time, if I was in Nirvana, I would have gone... Yes. <laughs> Are Please. you kidding? Please. Join us. Because how amazing would that one performance of Nirvana have been to see what that version would Oh my God, yeah. I would have loved, I mean. Him like I'm doing sorry, crazy licks over yeah. three chords. That's like, a little on them. I get there. I get where they're coming from. But, but come on. I mean, I, mean, I think the story was when he came up to him, they were like, he was like super wasted. And yeah, asking, I'm sure Yeah, was, so it was like. Yeah. Oh, probably. Because I actually saw him play and he was in a completely different key than the rest of the band. Whoa. It was 100% out of tune. It was unlistenable at times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody told me a, a detail from, I think it's Sammy Hagar's biography where they, at, his memoirs where they ask, they have an intervention with Eddie Van Halen and they're like, 
you have to quit drinking to be if you want to be in Van Halen. And he, Eddie Van Halen says, so dark. He says, I didn't stop doing this for my family. You think I'm going to do it for you guys? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's sad. It's sad because he was known as the good boy of rock and roll. He was every video he's in, he's smiling. Like, he just yeah. never had any of that air of toughness. Angst. Yeah. Like, he did, he never fronted or was trying to seem cool. Mm -hmm. He just was like a friendly, nice guy. And yeah. I, I probably at his core, he probably was, but alcohol was obviously yeah. a real problem for him, man. That's too bad. Well, it's funny because David Lee Roth has a great smile too. Those yeah. guys must have been really, I'm trying to think of any band in the eighties where the grunge thing might've been. I mean, they were still, I can't stop loving you. I mean, they were still coming out with hits, Yeah, but to go from like, Hey, people love our smiles what we can't smile anymore yeah <laughs> and that time i saw van halen and eddie was out of tune dave was working it like he was trying so hard to keep that show afloat he uh -huh. was i mean that's probably no surprise that guy's full of energy but <laughs> energy it's the first, yeah it's the first time <laughs> he had a big I was line of like, energy before <laughs> I noticed, I looked at his nostrils and I think he had some energy on his nostrils still. <laughs> it's not cocaine if the brand of the cocaine is just called energy. I could just, I'm just, I'm eating energy. I'm not even snorting it. I'm just spoon feeding granules of energy cocaine. Yeah, I have an energy nail. You can't see that? I scoop up energy with my nail. Uh, um, so then uh, 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 I noticed a lift from Jaws 3. When the scene of the couple, they're making love on the beach, and then their friends come along and interrupt them with a bullhorn. That's that's straight out of oh, Jaws three. Okay, yeah. Um, the the, the Brody right. brothers do oh, that to each right. other. Um, now this is I thought one of the most like worst moments of no suspense when they show that <laughs> that ball. Like they do the cheap thing of yeah. like, not the cheap thing, but they do the Jaws trick of like, we can't show the shark. So we're going to have an object represent him. Yeah. But then they don't even do this. It's just like a ball going around. <laughs> and then there's no footage of a shark with holding the ball thing. No. Like, so you know that they're connected. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, oh God. Now, when they showed that the cage... How funny was that? Oh, They're yeah. like, we're putting a cage to secure yeah. the area. And it's just like a flimsy little gate dropping and bouncing on the rocks. <laughs> and they're showing multiples go down, but only two next to each other. And then many times it's just one and they keep just showing it go down to random places. And, and there's huge yeah. gaps left open. Like one kind of falls yeah. on a piece of coral. And it's yeah. still like up. Yes. <laughs> the shark can easily do Yeah. And then you see the shark cut through it at one point and it's absolutely no surprise. <laughs> yeah, it has no problems. Yeah. But the funny how much they always keep saying like there's, <laughs> there's no way this shark's getting through this. I'll eat my hat. Yeah. Is this even uh, 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 possible? Can you have a gate and a net that goes that around a circumference of a beach that far? That seems uh, maybe like... a net, but I can't imagine a net is going to... No. No. I mean, the only a net I would on a beach is Funicello. Funicello, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done a lot of laughing on Mike in this episode. I'm uh, giddy. We're having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> just like when I watched the movie. <laughs> so this regatta goes south, and my f maybe my favorite moment of this film, when 
when the Jaws attacks happen in Jaws, mm-hmm. people run out of the water. The crowd runs out <laughs> of the water and continues to run onto land. I understand that. This has a shot of people running out of water because of the shark attack, but then it cuts to people on land, fully clothed, stationary, right. and they all just turn and run <laughs> yeah, further inland. That. There's no danger to them. It's almost they thought the jo- that the Jaws is like a a land torpedo yeah. that comes from sea. It is yeah. going to shoot up the beach. Oh on my it. God. It was amazing. I know when I saw the horrified people clothed on the beach right away, I was like, this is the peak but, of stupid. It had to be another instance where the director's like, okay, you're going, I'm going to yell run and you're going to run. And everybody's like, well, I, I shouldn't, I guess, I mean, it doesn't. Do, do, I mean, do if he had they, a translator, do you think he was actually saying stay put? Stay and, he's put. Good, and the guy is going, he's saying run. Who knows? Run but from the beach. Do those, did those people ever turn to each other and go, why are we running from land? Or did they just all just go like, oh, because you I, get you know, like certain people get in authority and they don't question things. Things. Yes. And they're like, it's a movie, so there must be a reason. And it's a scientific experiment yeah. to see if people would follow terrible direction if their hearts told them it wasn't. But I noticed some of the footage of the people on the beach, it looked like it was from the 70s. Oh, there, there was some footage that looked like yeah. it was from another movie that took yeah. place Could have been 15 years earlier. Jesus. Um, now, uh, 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 oh, before, uh, just one last thing before the start of the regatta two things i love that now this movie is filled with just wall-to-wall ripoffs right yeah so you gotta cherish the moments when they come up with something completely original as far as we know yeah yeah like the family that's like hey we heard a shark was here where's the shark and the guy's like sorry no shark he's like you promised us a shark i thought that was pretty funny yeah, that was good <laughs> They were like Australian or something? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> then the other... Um, uh, uh, so I liked... There was a point where the... There, it's when the mayor's like... Or the mayor equivalent is like, we caught the shark, so let's let the media know. Yeah. And he goes, call CBS and the news networks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is CBS? <laughs> Maybe they'll do a movie of the week. <laughs> Don't call ABC because it's <laughs> Thursday night on Cruel Jaws. Fonzie <laughs> jumps the shark. Tattoo sees a little bit more than a plane. <laughs> uh, the other uh, 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 really choice um, stupid thing was, um, um, sorry, buddy, uh, when... They they are full on ripping off that shot of the two faces when Hooper and Brody are like, I, I don't think they caught the right shark. Yeah. And then the mayor is in the background and he kind of comes in and he starts eavesdropping on him. He's yeah. like, what are you saying? Um, they totally just do that. And, but with more people like behind listening. And uh, there's a part where <laughs> the guy goes, we, there's a shark on the beach. We got to close the beach. And a guy goes, You've seen too many movies. It's like, yeah, yes. Jaws. <laughs> no, you've seen too many movies. Bro, Mate or whoever made this. So that, yeah, when they were the regatta, did you notice the Confederate flag yep. on the boat? Sure did. Ninety three. Yep. Ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five. Um, uh, Florida. Now, yeah, and then the race starts. Um, I didn't think that guy's going to win. 
if he cheats just by kicking over the other guy, I feel like judges are going to look at that and say so you, disqualification. You that's a bold <laughs> risk. Oh, the other thing that I liked about the panicked extras, um, and is a lot of them are smiling, <laughs> like having a good time running out of the water and stuff. They think it's fun and funny. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's great. Um, I liked when they said, uh, sharks are really bad. The girl goes, sharks are really bad. And then her dad, Hulk Hogan, looks over at the, the bad guy and he goes, there are worse kinds of animals. Oh, yeah. The, the mayor. Ooh. Little, this movie isn't so bad it can't get in a little commentary on the human <laughs> condition. So then they do a weird thing. It's like if at the end of Jaws there was one boat with Hooper and Brody and Quint, and then there's another boat of like the rich uh, mirrors or something. Uh, yeah. And they're both competing to catch Jaws. Yeah. And now this would be as if, you know, Jaws, like that last 45 minutes is amazing because it's like, they're out. They never go back to land. Yeah. They don't even cut back to land. It like really forces you into like a feeling of isolation. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, not only do they cut back to scenes with like the mafia on land where yeah. you're like, okay, any suspense and tension is lost out. <laughs> they have the characters from the ocean come back, yeah. come up with a second plan and go back out. It's like, well, guys, if you could do this, I'm not really scared for you. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, I think that's, I don't know. Uh, what else do you got here? Well, I, I can't believe we've not only seen three, the the trilogy of theme park movies, we've also now seen the trilogy of pouring gas on yourself to blow up a boat. And it's happened they, in three of these movies. And then they use the footage of the actual boat yes. exploding from Jaws 2. But when I say the people running on land is my favorite sequence, I take that back. It's when those people are quickly pouring gas on themselves and everything happens so quickly, you can't even digest it. It goes from shark hitting boat to... You've never seen that they had a gas can before. And suddenly she's pouring gas on her. And then that cuts away so quickly after they've made a face like, uh-oh. And it just goes... Boom. It's unbelievable. You didn't buy that? You, your heart wasn't racing? You, you were oh, clutching to your couch, I screaming, Amanda, get in I here. I, I need your peace. <laughs> I need your comfort. <laughs> and then when the shark blows up, there's a boat blowing up. <laughs> it's footage of a boat blowing up. Oh, my God. And they I, use shotguns against a shark? I don't think that's going to do no, anything. I noticed, yeah, the, they love pulling out, like, AK-47s. They what? They pull, like, assault rifles out, like that one oh, guy. Yeah. And it was completely solid rubber, by the way. <laughs> All the barrels of scope was closed. I thought one of the most incompetent moments was when the kid was talking to, like, the girl, and they're next to, like... um like some dolphins and, and, and dolphins and seagulls around them are so noisy. You can't even hear what the little girls say. They're probably like, they're shooting a movie. Let's, this thing is a piece of shit. You got to see this. Come on. Walla walla. <laughs> uh, now, uh, oh, I also liked it when that sheriff in the helicopter wearing the shirt and tie just pulls out a mini cooler and pulls out a big hunk of meat. And what was he hoping to do? To lure the shark. But I but think- like, then they're going to pull him away. Because then I heard the helicopter yeah. guy go say, we're going to need a bigger a helicopter. Yeah, like, a, we're going right. to need a bigger boat reference. And I'm like, what a helicopter? 
copter would ever be able to pull a shark onto it. I don't know, but I think they're clearly matching footage again. Same thing with his wardrobe. There's mm. shots with that meat down in the water, but it's probably coming from a boat, not a helicopter. Yes. <laughs> I'm impressed that they even had a helicopter for this movie. Because there's also a helicopter tracking shot when they're in those That's Florida right. Keys bridges. I mean, they do do that really great thing when they show somebody in a helicopter, but they clearly aren't up in the air. Yeah. It's just like, they just like pointed up oh, with the yeah. sky behind them. Same with the guys on the windsurfing, because when they cut to the wide shots of them, they are bobbing up and down a matter of feet. And when they cut to them, they are still as can be just on dry land, probably inland somewhere. <laughs> oh, but wasn't that so scary when one of the sharks bit the back of the surfboard? Uh, and he keeps with- going. He's fine. <laughs> oh. Um, the um oh and the, I noticed Hulk Hogan became a different person when he got out of the boat. Did you notice? Like I think the actor was drunk, like he was oh, like maybe. really loose, yeah. and he was like, "You boys, you got your radar, your sonar, even a microwave to heat up your sandwich." <laughs> like he was like the hard like maybe he was such he was a softie. so like nervous to act that he finally was like, "I gotta get drunk to do this." I thought because sometimes it was on shots where they're on a boat and it's moving. Oh, but that would be count like. Well, maybe he took Dramamine. Oh, and he's just a little. I once walked into a dorm room, and in my freshman year, and everybody was laying on the floor like weird, drugged up, and I was with somebody. We're like, "What's going on?" They're like, "We took Dramamine." It's like, oh, like I guess you can take Dramamine, and if you're not on water, it messes you up. Really. Yeah, don't try this at home or anything, but that seems, that's what those kids are no, doing. that seems like when people put vodka in tampons, like just some dumb thing that fucks you up in a bad way that you, and you half, yeah. half think you're getting high, especially from freshman in college. But yes, I totally think that was what it was, which is like, because these people were friends in high school. So it was almost like for five years, they've been waiting to do this drama main thing. And now they finally got the opportunity. They're to, all from a coastal town. Like we just couldn't get far in inland enough to do it, to have the effect. The farther you get from water, the more you feel it. Stupid. Maybe, yeah, Hulk Hogan mixed like Dramamine and like a beer. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> so he's like, sodar, radar, <laughs> microwave if you want to heat up your sandwich. Hey, you know in the 70s I had this hair? Well, you never told really? me, but I, I, but I did know that. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's. They're telling you to cut it. How'd you know? <laughs> Isn't it nice, Gorley, that we will, you know, we'll be grown men with daughters who yeah. will guide us and yes. say with their moms, yeah, it's you got it's time to you get rid of do that. This, this, and 2021 this. hair, Dad. Do you think he got told he looked like Hulk Hogan so much that it started to become his identity, and he kind of cultivated that? Like, you look like Hulk Hogan. Oh, do I? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> you mean I look like a real tough, badass, entertaining mega block star guy? Huh. I uh, revered by children and women. <laughs> men, men want to be him. Women want to be with him. I guess so. <laughs> you, you also might very likely follow his trajectory culturally as well. We'll, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. If he had the sad version of his like rise and fall, oh. with, but it's not Gawker. No, it's like sneakies.net. Uh, it's the like. <laughs> Tampa Buccaneer <laughs> local newspaper. Yeah, I I would go. I uh, yes, I agree with you. I think he embraced the look, knowing that he was Hulk. I'm gonna go so far as to say, 
He's tricked people yes. and didn't correct them. You're probably right. Maybe slept with people who yeah. thought it was all Oh, correct. my God. You're so right. He walks hey, in. He, he, and his, like, loophole was that he would say to the person, no, I'm not Hulk Hogan. And then he'd wake. So people yeah. would be like, well, is yeah. he? No, I'm Terry. What's his name? Whatever his real name Shibo. is. Is that his real name? No. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Who is Terry Shivo? The woman that wouldn't let her child die. She. <laughs> this is her. Her parents wouldn't let, let her die. She, oh she God, got I caught in a, so wrong. a cultural. That's right. Uh, that's right. Thing oh my where God. People were saying no. She has the right to live. And that's right. She has the right. Who's this person I'm thinking of that wouldn't let her child die? Where did I get that? Well. I think Terry Shivo's parents wouldn't let their child die. That's right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. God, they got to do a uh, Terry Shivo, Terry Hogan, because that was his Terry name. Terry right? Hogan. Yeah. Terry Hogan. That's it. Portraying Terry Shivo. They've got to. They've got <gasps> Why to. Why? But this guy, this guy plays him. Yes. It's the behind the scenes movie of the making of that movie that never existed, where this guy plays Hulk Hogan acting as Terry Schiavo. This has to happen. Well, you know, there's been some recent murmurs lately that Francis Ford Coppola has said, like, I'm going to. Um, he's had a in an, like a experimental movie he's wanted to make for 30 years, really? and he's there's talk. He's like, I might use my wine money to self finance my own kooky um experimental movie that i want to make <laughs> it would be funny if <laughs> this is it. the 11th hour he's about to make his movie and he's like nope i gotta make that movie where that guy plays terry hogan making the, the studio Shibos. came at me they're gonna make it with or without me and it might as well be me i mean no one's gonna do they're gonna no make it regardless no one cares about it more than me i can't bear to see someone else's version of that they kept threatening to do watch more Godfather's Brett version of that story. <laughs> That's mine. It's basically Godfather Four. Come on, yeah, the uh, was it Godfather Coda? What, what's yeah, the part three called? Coda, the the Michael Cor the story of or Michael uh, Coda, the Michael Corleone, the death of Michael Corleone. Death of Mike, yeah. yeah, and and I know you already like Godfather Three. I do. Um, did you see it? Did you like it more than the? First I did version? watch it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, it's not that crazy different. It's more different in the beginning. Um, what do you think? It's really, I mean, this is, we don't have to, this is just a side comment. It was just like, what's up with those film brats that they want to like go back and rejigger their movies? It's, <sighs> like, yeah. There's nothing except maybe. Peter Jackson in the next generation. No subsequent generation has this like compulsion. Or it seems before. Like, yeah. Yeah. It seems like a weird, but the thing that's so baffling about it is they're going back to the movies that like made them. I know the tried and true, like they couldn't be bigger hits. It's not even like going back to like rejigger, uh, 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 the, the cotton club, which yeah. he did do, but uh. like, you're like, Oh, a failed, project that he wants to go back yeah. and fix it's like apocalypse now and star wars so lucas spielberg coppola de palma hasn't done it has he de palma hasn't done it i think he's been on record saying he's not for that yeah and then um the only other scorsese scorsese and he hasn't done it he hasn't but all all of those guys except george lucas have cast um tom cruise it's the only that's the only actor i've come up with who has worked with all of those 
Except Lucas. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it's going to happen now. He should have gotten in Red Tails. <laughs> yeah, or uh, Radioland Murders. Uh, <laughs> well, do you have any more on this film? Um, cool Jaws. <laughs> uh, let's see. Because I thought maybe we could take a little time and do a little Rank the Shark Weeks movies. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll recap our scores, but we're not beholden to our scores in terms of ranking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. That's good. Um, no, I just, I like that this, the area you found out like 15 minutes left that it's called Hampton Bay. But isn't that, that's a, that's a brand. That's a Home Depot brand of ceiling fans. Oh, so, because he goes, here in Hampton Bay, this isn't Chicago. <laughs> uh, and then. Sure isn't. Did you ever want a movie? You know how sometimes you see people walk down uh, the lattice work of a side of building to sneak yeah. out of their home? Yeah. Do you like seeing it all? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just very carefully going down with their I, feet down oh, a lattice. There's two things in a movie that I need to know happen from beginning to end. Sneaking down lattice and if any if people are in a room and any of them are going to put <laughs> scent hiding cream on their nose, I need to see all of it in real time. If they cut away, yeah. even between the people doing it, I don't buy it. Why didn't they do that with like a zinc on the nose scene? Because yeah, they're on beaches. They could add a scene where you just see six people systematically <laughs> zinc. Uh, is that what it's called? Or sun, I think zinc oxide. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, do you yeah. want to? Do a pee break, and we'll and that way. If you need to take a little time to think about your ranking, we can. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll take the um. Wh what was it? Ten? How or no? How many? Nine? Uh, let's see. So uh, four jawses, deep blue sea, uh, open water, orca, uh, orca, the Meg, piranha, and cruel jaws. Ten. Hey, all right. Yeah, nice. So, so we'll do a top ten. And yeah, we'll rank them worst to first. Worst to first. All right. Okay. Fun. We'll be right back. With Well, that didn't take us long. No, it didn't. Um, but I guess uh, you reminded me that we should do best kill and rating for this film first. So yes. What do you like for best kill? My best kill was um, those two mobster henchman <laughs> guy at the end when um, that one mobster guy started getting eaten and then the other guy just started flipping out and screaming and firing gun. And, and, I thought you, that was pretty and you don't great. really see what happens to him, right? No, no, no. Mine is the girl and the pouring gas on herself and how quickly it explodes. That's great. Yes, girl. Um, and then what are you going to give this at a 13? I, I guess it's worth one last recap as we go into these rankings. Remember, these numerical rankings may not exactly match. And won't it be interesting our, when they don't? I know. I think mine won't entirely match. But <laughs> um, Okay, so Jaws was a 13 first, both. Jaws 2, a 9.5 from me, a 9 from Paul. Jaws 3D was a 5.5 for me and a 5.5 for you. Jaws the Revenge was a 6 for you and a 7 for me. Deep Blue Sea was a 9 for me and a 10 from you. Open Water was a 6 for me and a 7.5 for you. Okay. The Meg was a 4.5 for us both. Orca was a 6 for me, a 5.5 for you. 
Piranha was a 6.5 for me and 8.5 for you. And here we are at Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws. Oh, boy. I'm a, I'm a 0.5 away from figuring out what it is. Do you know? But it's, it's not <clears throat> between zero and 0.5. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's tough. You know, it's tough with a movie like this because I had the, yeah. exper- the fun experience of watching it. Yeah. Um, even though I would have preferred to watch it with a buddy, um, like you said. So do I go with my experience and the fun or the actual quality of the movie? I'm realizing that I think my numerical rankings are what I think how good a movie it is. But I think this like <sighs> 10 yeah. rankings are going to be like, really, what do I care to watch kind of thing mm-hmm. what do i enjoy what's a fun movie for yeah. me you do you but that's how i'm um, i'm gonna say five yeah i'm a, i'm between a five and a 4.5 i think i'll do 4.5 okay okay so should we each list our number 10s yes okay okay now some of these i think some people might find this to be a bit of a surprise for me Ooh. maybe not what is it my 10 is open water Ooh, you didn't like it. I recognize it's a good movie. I think I gave it like a six or a seven. But if this is like your, what you said, how much I want to watch it. Yeah, I just don't want to watch that movie again. Yeah. 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 I just didn't have a great time watching it. I'm glad I watched it. I loved doing the podcast. Yeah. I've always wanted to watch it. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever watch that again. Yeah. You know what? I think my top 10 is like a, not a watch, but like a quality thing. Okay. Yeah. Just. But you know we can have two. Oh, types absolutely! Of, two types of tens. Two, yeah. two Bodericks. Two, oh, if only. Uh, what is what is a pluralized? Is that a Bowen Derrick? That's a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should just end there. That was so funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Cruel Jaws. Yeah, that's not. Uh... But it actually, if I was doing it like what I wanted, to watch, maybe it would be top five. Because yeah, watching. Shit, it's fun. <laughs> well, since you've said Cruel Jaws, my number nine is Cruel Jaws. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. My number nine is Orca. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I, think, I guess, I think I also, with people who listen to Orca, I kept referring to the baby whale as a baby shark. You did, I know. But I'm not into correcting people. <laughs> I know, you're very sweet. Well, I just, because also who, goddamn, who cares? I mean, yeah. it basically is. I know <laughs> sharks are fish and whales are mammals, but Say, in you this movie, it's a goddamn Jaws movie and we all know it. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'm sure who people on set were doing it all the time on that? Orca. They were uh, going like, yeah. hey, the sharks are yeah. here. They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who corrected you on that? Somebody on the Patreon. It's okay. 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 It's okay. All right. That's what the Patreon. I'll, I'll for. go get them. I'll take care no, of this. No, but that's okay. what that's what we said. You that's know, right. That's true. To, you know, what I was thinking week. this was they like get a week on to, Twitter. Someone came at you on Patreon. They have the right. They've paid for that right. They paid for that right. <laughs> it's true. And yes, I I think you're you're right. All right, my number eight is the Meg. The Meg. Me too. Yeah. Um, that's a solid number eight for the both of us. Yeah, I agree. Number seven. My number seven is Piranha. 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 Yeah. Um, mine is Jaws 3D. I think we're... we're that's we're, funny. I thought I liked Jaws 3D more than you. 
but that's not what we're doing here. Well, well yeah, we are, we're yeah. on a slightly different metric. But, but yeah, the, the whole thing you just said, our numerical might not match our rankings. That's yeah. the point of it. I just, I, I, I had a part of me because I'm like, I enjoy watching Jaws 3. If it's on TV, I always watch it. So why did I, why, why was it so hard on it? I think we may find we were both a little hard on Jaws 3. Yeah. And maybe not hard enough on open water. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we were a little too Clasper with uh, on, on, on Jaws. Classist, Clasperist. <laughs> uh, then my number six, well, we're not far apart here, buddy, because my number six is Jaws 3D. Okay, okay. My number six is Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. The Jawses have entered. There's no Jaws movie below seven. Below seven. Good, good work, Jaws. Yeah, good work. I mean, there's some shit Jaws in there, so that's saying <laughs> something. <laughs> My number five is Orca. Okay. My that's number pretty five. High, probably pretty high, huh? Well, it's funny because my, this is the river, the inverse. Uh, my number five is Open Water. Ah. So that might be our biggest disparities. Yeah, it is must our be. fives. Because my Orca was a nine. Yeah, and my Open Water was a 10. Yeah. I, as bad as Orca was, there was something cozy about it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I guess Open Water for me. The cozy factor was negative ten. Yeah, you didn't. No cozies. No cozies. There. Yeah. Okay, number four for me is essentially Jaws four, Jaws the Revenge. Ah, mine is where the piranha. <gasps> piranha. Yes. We've got a bit of a disparity there. I got piranha at seven. You've got it at four. So right now, open water, piranha, and um, orca. Where are where you and I yeah. are just we're not even angry at each other. Eye to eye. Yeah. We are the poster for nothing in common. We're just screaming at each other <laughs> inches away. I remember. I think Jackie Gleason soon died after that movie. Yeah, I think it was like eighty six or eighty seven. Uh, so I would have been six. Yeah. And I remember going to the grocery store and seeing a People magazine, and it was like Jackie Gleason. So and so, I was like, Mom, <gasps> Jackie Gleason died. Imagine being like a, a store and a little kid said that like, that would be, what would that be? Like the, that would be like some kid going, mom, Paul Giamatti died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Big fan. Huh? Sideways was a sleeper seminal hit. <laughs> Remember at our sleepover when we rented? I know you weren't saying sleeper as in sleepover. I was just imagining a funny, like a group of 10 year old boys having a sleepover and all watching sideways. <laughs> Well, this means our one through three are the same oh. movies, the same three movies. And maybe in the same order. I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, I would bet on it. It's going to be telling this next one will tell and us. And if I had a hunch, I'd say for most people watching these 10 yeah. movies, these would be the top three. I agree. Right? I think two and three might change in some yes. people's views, but but for me... Number three is Deep Blue Sea. <gasps> Number three is Jaws 2. Oh, wow. I prefer Deep Blue Sea over Jaws 2. Oh, I'm so two. glad, though. That's cool. So, yeah. Sorry. Number two, Deep Blue Sea. For you. And D number two for me is Jaws 2, which means... Clasper. 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 Jaws. Jaws. 1975, uh, right? That's right. Okay. 
yeah. not the video game. No, or Shark Jaws. The, the oh, that's what you're talking about. Oh no, no, no! You I, I the, meant the Nintendo yeah, game yeah. that has an IMDb credit <laughs> for some reason. Uh, uh, no, yeah, the 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 arcade game in Piranha. Yeah, yeah Shark Jaws. So maybe someone who's done this in the past can do a little statistical ranking as to what. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously we know Jaws is number one. But then what's the consensus sort of? Yeah, the but average how did consensus? we decide this? Oh, I guess you could go to our numerical rankings to see. So like right now, Deep Blue Sea and Jaws 2 are tied for two and three. But if we look at the numerical rankings, let's see. Oh, because I was thinking we do the thing of like 10 equals one, nine equals two. That's better. And then we average That's better. Them. Yeah. Is that okay? But that will still, won't that still make these two tie? Because they're two and three respectively for us. Oh, how do you do the, I see. Yes. I think. So yeah, let's do the numerical. Okay. So let's just see here. <laughs> so you gave Deep Blue Sea a 10 and I gave it a nine. So that's a total of 19 points. Mm-mm. And I gave, and Jaws 2 is a 9.5 and a 9, which means Deep Blue Sea gets number 2. Oh, and Jaws 2 I don't gets, know how I feel bad. Well, Just no, by a point five. Well, but it's, it's something okay. I had to decide. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that clearly, it edged it out. Yeah. Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> it's math. It's science. Yeah, and, uh, that should be the order that you watch those movies. <laughs> Worst to first. Yeah, no kidding, because you'll be doing yourself a favor. When uh, I, I think I told you, when my friends and I all watched the Police Academy movies, we started um, backwards. That's so you could smart. end with a, a strong, but when we watched all the Rockies from one to five in one day, that might be the perfect marathon because really? those movies now it's a little different with the Rocky Balboa yeah. and, the, and the creeds, creed one and two, but like those first five, first four, it's a pretty good watch because they get like thinner and thinner Shorter, and easier huh? to watch yeah. as you go. And so like by Rocky four, when you're like starting to zone out around like 1am, it's just all montage. Oh, so I you're just it. gliding by oh. Rocky five was a little tough watching that at like 3am. But, but my buddy Jeremy and I did the all six star Wars movies before the new trilogy came out, made it all the way through from Phantom Menace to return of the Jedi. We get to the lightsaber fight. And my pal's like, I'm too tired. I gotta go home. And we didn't make it through. And then we did didn't it do any of the prequels. No, you... we did the three prequels, then the three. Oh, so it was late at night, and he left during the Luke Vader Return oh. of the Jedi lightsaber fight. So then we had to do it again, and we did all six. Yeah, you not like the next day. It was like a year or two later. Squirrely. I know. It's not good. That's awesome. No, it was stupid. I remember I was in LA 2004 or five when those the DVDs came out for the first time. Mm. And we had a friend at LMU at Loyola Marymount. And we went over to her um, where she was living. And we watched the first three. We watched the episodes four, five, and six one oh, day. Nice. It's a really great memory. Yeah. That's good. Because it was the first, it was a group of friends that I had had and known for a while, but we had never watched Star Wars together. Uh, watched yeah. Star Wars. Hey, we watched Return of the Jedi together. That's we right, know what we it's did. like. Yeah, yeah. That's a good time. Now, did you see what almost got second on the, um, uh, behind Return of the Living Dead? Yeah, Temple the comment- of Doom. Temple of Doom. I nipping know. at the, at the heels. Let's look at the rankings of these. Because there were a lot of, like, a lot of nominations at the time that I compiled this 
that had. Thank you for doing that. Oh, nice sure. work, by the way, Gorley. It, they either had eight, nine, or ten votes. So I kind of put anything with nine and above in at the time. Yeah, and I took out a couple things that we might be getting to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scream being one of them. Scream, Ooh. Scream had a lot of nominations, yeah. but I think we may cover Scream sooner than yeah. later. Yeah. And what was the other one I took out for that reason? Oh, I forget. Another another fave, yeah. but that has a potential series. Oh, it was, it was Halloween twenty eighteen because I think we may just try to get to all those commentaries chronologically. Yes, exactly. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so this is the way it broke down so far as of two nineteen p.m. on September 9th. Is it closed? It's no, it's still open. Okay, so technically, Return of the Living Dead could could lose it to Temple of Doom, but it seems to be six stati- or consistently thirty votes apart. So coming okay. in last is the Phantasm with one hundred and thirty five votes. Then. Hellraiser with nobody one. was a fan. No, fan. <laughs> no one was either raising hell for Hellraiser at 197 votes. Also, no one um, was uh, writing home to mom about Mr. Mom at 219 votes. Uh, and also, some joke about the fog at 232 votes. Then it's Big Trouble in Little China with 299, Temple of Doom with 363, Return of the Living Dead so far in the lead with 393, total of 1,838 votes. So people um, can still get in there? Or is it the voting Yeah, there's, will be there's technically no close on this. This until, is like Tuesday night, election night. I know, because we're recording this Monday. This is This will go out, this goes out. Tomorrow on Patreon, this episode we're recording now, so you technically will have a couple days to still get in on this. Mm. We'll check it right before. I mean, if we're about to get set and Temple of Doom has won it, we'll do Temple of Doom. Yay. But if not, we'll do Return of the Living Dead. Um, are there, is there, would you say, well, Indy's kind of a zombie when he has to drink the the bad blood. Yeah, and the, the, the heart being pulled out and the bugs. There's yeah. certainly horror elements in that movie. I just meant either way, we're watching a zombie movie. That's true. Yeah. 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 Indie zombie. Indie zombie. Better than a Rob zombie. Gourley, can you yeah. believe we finished another uh, run? It's our sixth season. Is that right? Or am I not counting the original two? So we had Jason, Michael, Freddy, Alien, one-offs, yeah, and then Sharks. Shark Weeks. So that so, was old six, our sixth go-around. That's right. Yeah. Maybe what we'll do is tr- we'll try to figure out soon what we're coming back with, and maybe Fun. we can like drop that info in that bonus episode we've been talking about. That's good. About. That's yeah. good. Yeah, because I, I feel um, it's too bad that we don't have a – You'll see James Bond next. I know. A little breadcrumb or something. I here. know. Um, but well, we can tell everybody we love them. That's true. We do love we them. We love everybody. What were some of the things we were tossing around? So they're like the options are yes. Scream. Scream. Um, holiday movies. Holiday. A series of holiday movies. That could be fun. What was a, um, uh, the Psycho movies? The Texas Chainsaws. Two-offs. Two-offs was yeah. one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm like the sound of holiday movies. Yeah. Because we are, we'll be. Oh, Christmas. Christmas, New Year's. The, yeah, that, 
um, when the Christmas goes into New Year's, that runs us all the way up to, um, hey, we could do Leprechaun. You know, we could do oh, yeah. My Bloody Valentine. It could also, April Fool's Day is April also. April Fool's Day, yeah. Valentine's is in there. There's uh, a lot yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. It could also be a justification for not that we need it, but for covering the new Halloween Kills too, which is a Halloween It is a Halloween movie. movie. That's right. That's right. That's good too. I All like right. that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. sound off if you got a, an opinion or a pair. All right. <laughs> sound off if you got a pair of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> two opinions only, please. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to another yeah. round. We're looking forward to getting back to some slasher stuff in, in some way or other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the splashers, go back to the slashers. Yeah, yeah but we'll yeah. probably return to those splashers at some point oh yeah i mean there's some still some splashers out there that we yeah. got to get to yeah shallows yep uh those all those meters down all those meters downs uh something about the deep star six i think is a horror movie i forget mm, yeah 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 it's a monster i think um the movie the monster movie yeah. is just a monster it is yeah right. <laughs> well uh, it's fun as ever my friend yes always always fun thank you so much Gorley, for doing this uh with me it's it's a blast it's always a true blast and we'll be back sometime this fall hopefully not yeah. too long but we'll you know I'll know a little bit more after the big event comes and yeah. we'll be able to get our ducks in a row and start recording again but as as ever we'll be active on patreon and then back to the free feed as soon as we can that's right and literal ducks in addition to kids we're also we line up ducks <laughs> prior to doing everyone it is made this it's the only difficult thing about this podcast. Yeah, they bite so much. That's yeah, the problem. That's, you don't, you don't realize it. Bruises on my fingers. <laughs> Duck bites. <laughs> Duck bites. Duck bites. Okay, so if we, we've wanted to always end an episode saying Duck Bites. This podcast is brought to you by Duck Bites. Um, I actually uh, just signed up for uh, Dubby. That's Duck Bites. It's like Quibby, Quick Bites. But <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, look, come on. You can do it, listener. You're almost there. You're literally seconds away. Don't give up now. You did it. We're so proud of you. Oh, you did you it. You did it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. For more Gorley and Rust content, head over to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust to get episodes ad-free and a whole week early. Plus, monthly mailbag episodes and feature-length watch-along film commentaries of your favorite horror classics. That's patreon.com slash withgorleyandrust. Email us at withgorleyandrust at gmail.com and your questions might be featured on a future mailbag episode. With Gorley and Rust theme song by me, Matt Wood, and performed by Townland. You can find us on Instagram as Townland Band, as well as Paul's fantastic band at Don't Stop or We'll Die. And why not rate and review with Gorley and Rust on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show and keep us trucking through the Jasons and the Michaels, the Leatherfaces and the Chuckies, the Aliens and the Candymans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.